Welcome, everybody, back to the Game Vault podcast. I am your host, Mark. And um, if you peep at the episode number, we got a special one coming up next time, folks. Uh, we are in the process of planning for our episode 100. It's Ooh. been 100 episodes, guys. Tom, That's Jen, crazy. I can't believe it. Yeah. Which means in a month or so, it'll be two years, Ugh. roughly. It'll be 104. So, um, no, it's. It's longer than that. Didn't we start this before the pandemic? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's like four years. Four years. Worth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we do every other week. So oh, every it, other week. That's yep. right. Yep. Yeah. So, so it'd be four years. years. Dang. Jesus. Oh, I was <laughs> having flies. this discussion before we move into what we normally do. Um, and for those of you that listen to the other podcasts I do um, over and they call this a movie, we. Uh, I mentioned I mentioned on the podcast, but we were talking about you know uh, you know how long it's been like certain people has like been dead, and he was like, oh, that guy just recently died, and then Dan looked up, was like, oh no, 1994. Oh. Oh, that's, that's that's been a long time. I just <laughs> remembered that. Um, like but, Thirty years ago. Yeah, but Gosh. the thing I had was um, I was looking up IMDb stuff and found out the movie Lady Bird uh, came out in 2017. So, and I said, I was like, I've been like, I, I'm going to watch Lady Bird sometime. I'm just going to watch it. And apparently I've been saying that for six years. Yeah. <laughs> because you the pandemic, pandemic just. To watch yeah, it. And yeah. Didn't do it. Yeah. The, pa- the pandemic just sort of condensed time. That's true. Um, <laughs> so anyway. Um, yeah. So welcome back. And Jen, um, yes. glad to see you're out of Sick Gang Gang. Thank you. Um, and able to join. Um yep. So, without further ado, what have you been playing? <laughs> uh, so, a little bit of Phasmo. Uh, nothing new to report there. I unfortunately missed their Easter event this year, and I'm really mad at myself because I didn't get an Easter trophy for my trophy case oh. in, my, uh, in my base. Yeah. I missed it by, like, five hours because they took it off at, like... Yeah, 8 a.m. Eastern time or something on the, the day that I booted it up a couple hours later. And I was like, no, I thought I had one more day. So that's OK. Um, I've also been playing a lot of Seven Days to Die, which I know I've mentioned before. Um, I have a servers, uh, a subs only server for my Twitch channel. Um, and there is a bunch of us on there. We are building up our base. We built a zombie trap. We are planning on putting so basically right now our zombie trap is like a big pit full of metal and wooden spikes that they fall into um and we're like lifted up off the ground surrounded by metal bars so we could shoot at them and knock them into the pit we're also going to be adding a giant propeller blade at the bottom to just chop them all up (laughs) (laughs) or psychopaths but it's great yeah um so that's that's our newest project and then we're building like an underground portion of the base and generators and electricity and all that so we're having fun um then i've been playing just a little bit of video horror society aka vhs uh the heavily inspired monster named the anomaly um heavily inspired from the thing that Mm -hmm. did drop it came out of um the like beta testing phase i guess you could call it and uh, it dropped along with a new map. So it is, in a word, absolutely, ter- or that's two words. In two words, absolutely <laughs> terrifying. I couldn't just say terrifying yeah, let's, because. Let's, let's roll that back. All right. Three, back. two, one. 
Good. Yeah. In a word, it is terrifying. <laughs> uh, and let me tell you why. This creature, not only does it look scary, but it has these like pointy, I want to say like arachnid type legs. But when it moves, it sounds like a like chittering, clacking spider. Like it's like, I don't know oh, how to describe boy. it. It's disgusting. So it's running after you and all you hear is giant spider noises. And it can also fade into this like, I forget what they call it. It's like a, it drops down into the ground and becomes goo. And then it can like, basically it's almost invisible. You don't know where it's going to pop up. And it can see where you are and pop up and kill you. So it Alex Max, got it. Yes, it Alex Max, that's exactly what it does. And those two things combined, oh, plus it can imitate you or your teammates. So it can morph into you or one of your teammates. And you don't know from a distance if they're friendly or not. And until you get down to only maybe yourself and another person, it's really hard to tell who the monster is sometimes. So it was very scary <laughs> to get back into VHS with the anomaly, um, but scary in a good way. I think a lot of people are starting to feel like he's a little bit OP because when he comes out of his Alex Mack form, um, he can instantly hit you. Like there's no, there's no, um, what's it called? Like a waiting period in there, a cooldown. Yeah. So that's kind of tough because he's already invisible technically. And then he could just pop up and immediately hit you. Um, and then I think there was also something else that people didn't like that he could do. I think when you're shooting at any other monster and they have a stun ability, like the werewolf can howl and it kind of like prevents you from shooting at it. If you shoot at it, once it starts attempting to howl, you interrupt that action, but there's nothing that you could do to interrupt the anomaly from doing its Alex max fade yeah. like phase thing yeah. i'm glad so, that i started this you need to bring yes, it to your screen i will because it's <laughs> the best way of describing it at least for 90s kids <laughs> um but yeah so that was terrifying but um we'll see we'll see if they take people's feedback um, so, so larsa all nick if you would like to join the podcast yeah uh, please it's... feel free <laughs> <laughs> uh uh and then i've been playing a little bit more of paranormal cleanup um they release another big update um at this point, it was a couple weeks ago, but um, they fixed some bugs. They added a new map. It's like um, a two-family house. And on one side of the map, it's been renovated and looks really nice. And then on the other side was apparently originally inhabited by like a serial killer who has since left. So the I mean, family, I guess, bought it. <laughs> I mean, roommates. You can't choose Yeah, them. right. Exactly. I think the family bought it. Um, according to the lore and then found out that it was like severely haunted and you're going through and just cleaning out moldy pizza apparently because that's what you do um it's interesting it, it's it's a cool map it's very big um i ran into a few bugs where i couldn't find enough keys to unlock all the rooms so that we could find the last couple of things we needed to clean up um, but we also discovered a glitch that you could like, or a bug where you could glitch through a closet into the next room at like the perfect angle. So we kind of cheesed our way through it anyway. Yeah. But the game itself was broken at that point. <laughs> so it is still in very, very early stages, but um, it's been fun. Yeah. Broken moments are fun. They even occur yeah. in completely finished games, which I will get to in my section. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, though. Um, and then lastly, the new love of my life is a brand new horror game called Demonologist. Um, mm -hmm. It came out on March 24th. Uh, it is 
so fantastic. It is like Phasmophobia, but I would say at least twice as scary, if not more. Um, there's a lot of jump scares in the game, and a lot of them are like cheap jump scares. And I say that with love. Like they just there's no way to avoid getting scared by some of the things that happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> even if you're expecting it. Yeah, you would love it. Um, there's one map where wherever you are on the map definitely triggers specific jump scares to happen. And there could be like in each area of the map, maybe they've programmed like 10 different possible combinations of jump scares or whatever. Um, so there's a certain threshold that I learned that if I cross this particular jump scare might happen and it's approaching a really dark hallway and you get to one spot in the kitchen and you're looking down the hallway and a little child all of a sudden just runs across the screen really fast laughing. And I got scared by that so many times and I kept telling myself the next time I'm going to expect it, I'm going to expect it. And I still got scared every time I tried to prepare myself. Um, and it's random. So you don't even know when, you know, however many times you walk down the hallway until it actually triggers. But it's fun. Um, it's basically like Phasmo. You collect evidence. Um, it's different because you can't play a guessing game to figure out the ghost. Like yeah. you have to lock in your evidence and then you can't change your answer. Even if you're like, oh, I made a mistake and it should be this. You can't go back and change it. It's like, um, it's like Phasmo. Yeah. So I it's, mean, unlike Phasmo. Unlike Phasmo, right. So it's a little bit tougher in that regard. Um, and once you lock in your answer for the ghost, you can either leave or you could do the three optional objectives, which are, you know, various different things. Um, and then after that, if you want, you could either leave or you could exercise the ghost. And it gets more dangerous to be in the house because, you know, the longer you're in there, like Phasmo, you lose sanity. The ghost can start hunting you faster and is more aggressive sometimes. So it's really fun. Um, I would not I, recommend it for people who don't like jump scares, though. I, I was going to say, um, when you said your new favorite obsession game, I thought you were going to say the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. No, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> they, on April Fool's, they made a like detective game about solving the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I missed that. As like an April Fool's game. Well, it's like a real <laughs> game, but they, it's like it's a, it's a joke game. Right. I think it's still available. Too. Yeah, it's still available, but like it was created as a as a joke. Yeah, it was right. definitely a joke when they created. That's funny. It. Yeah. So, all right. So, Tom, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, I'm still plotting my way through. Uh, um, yeah, this is high, this high five is, rush. This is how my world is these <laughs> days. Yes, high five rush. Uh, I am at the kale fight. I've made it to the third uh, form, and I'm stuck on it currently. Because, again, it's one of those things where I have to be able to sit there with headphones on and not not be distracted. And it just or, doesn't happen these days. Or you could stream it, Tom. You could... Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't <laughs> think I don't think that's going to happen either. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm trying so hard to get through this game. Yeah, I'm so close. Yeah, I will say even on even with all the stuff I had, that end boss is pretty tough. Um, I don't know if you've gotten there yet, but. Well, is Kale not the end boss? Yeah, you're you're Kale, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the third. I'm in his third form, and I'm stuck on it. Yeah. The first think, two forms weren't too bad, but the third one's being a pain in my ass. Yeah, I think I'm at a level easier than you when I did it, and even then, he was a pain in, in the neck. <laughs> but yeah, you got it. I think that was the point that I was telling you. You have to for that. I think it's the third phase where you have to remember what your allies do. Oh, I have no problem with that. It's okay. just 
I, I, it, once again, I feel like I cannot do enough damage on them. Okay. I don't know what it is. I just feel like I, I'm not. Well, the, the, the problem is, I don't know what, when I'm not wearing headphones, I can't hit those like group attacks. Okay. I don't know why. It's, it's like everything is off by just a smidge. I don't know if it's my, cause it's going through a sound bar or what, yeah. but I'm missing it by like minuscule amounts. And it, when I'm not wearing headphones, I just can't. I can't seem to get the timing right. So one of these days coming up, I'll have to, if I get a moment when everybody's sleeping or something, I'm going to have to try it again. <laughs> but I'm so close. I can taste it, and yeah. I can't wait to, I mean, I've been enjoying the game, but I can't wait for it to be done because it should not be taking me this long to beat this yeah, game. Then you got New Game Plus. Not doing New Game Plus. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done New Game Plus. <laughs> I just because I once I've done once I've beaten a game, I kind of just want to go on to the next thing. Even with yeah. like Final Fantasy VII remake, I don't think I did New Game Plus. I think I just yeah. went on to whatever the next thing was. Yeah, I got I got up to Triple H on that one, um, yeah. playing it on New Game Plus. Yeah, you know. I've I've gone I've gone back and played it, but I have not new done a new. Yeah, but yeah, I um, this this does the. I guess Skyrim does this too, but sort of the one of those games is like when this game's finished, it goes, oh, there's all those other quests that you can do now. So you don't actually yeah. have to te- start New Game Plus. There's like, yeah. pro- there's probably a secret ending that I don't know about yet, but well, there's, you know, it's yeah, one of those games. There's definitely those things you've co- I've come across in the game and it's like, oh, we can't do that now. Don't worry about it. We'll come back to it. Yeah, you this have- is, this is, yeah, this is literally one of those games where it ends and then it yeah, the end scene, and then it goes, oh, this new thing opened up. You can do that. Then I go, eh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's like at the end of Horizon Forbidden West, they're like, oh, you can finish all your side quests now. And I'm no like, thanks. I really want to, because this game's really good. But nah, it's okay. <laughs> I've been playing this game for 100 hours. I I think I've had my fill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's been mostly what I've been playing. Um yeah. Messing with Gran Turismo two on the Mister. Yeah, how round are those wheels? Oh, uh, they're they're way rounder than Gran Turismo one. Yeah, I'll tell you what, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite things of uh, technology. Like inside, like a video game technology joke is is what Triple H's hair and how round the tires are. Gran Turismo. Yeah, well, that's those polygons, man. Yeah, got to have enough to get a perfect circle. They almost, they're almost there. <laughs> oh, um, since we're probably not going to get to this in news, Mark, you'll be very interested to know mm-hmm. that someone is working on an N64 core for the Mister. Nice. It happens to be the same guy who did the PlayStation 1 core, so mm-hmm. we've all got very high hopes that it'll be somewhat good, because the PlayStation 1 core is amazing. So Nice. Um, and the Saturn core is coming along. Um, it's a lot of games are playable now so yeah yeah i'm, I'm still going at... back and forth and doing the mister or just making an emulator box with the old computer parts i have um, yeah i mean you you could very well do that too there's nothing wrong with with emulation yeah. I yeah, just, just, it's just you know money wise it's just like i have all this stuff that i could like literally i could try i still haven't done that rma for the power thing because i'm just lazy um do that before it's too late well it, it'll be a year in like two months so i think i'm that time but um unless if it's some weird six month window no generally um, power supplies are at least three years so yeah yeah so but don't but but even that that's don't let me saying that 
make you no, 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 no. three years. My point was going to be that that's the only piece that if I forget, you know, of the pieces I have, that's the only piece that's broken. Yeah. Like I have a motherboard. I have a CPU. I have a, probably not a GPU, but I could probably, unless if I still got that really old, old one um, that was yeah. in my original computer. You know, that's I think true. that's, I still have that. That should be fine. Like, but yeah. I don't have work, RAM, so that should work just fine for. Um, it's, yeah, it's really just the power supply and getting like a mini case. Um, but yeah, yeah, but it's good to hear, you know, that those cores are coming along. If I ever do decide to to go the Mister route, so that I can have all the systems that I want, because basically PS One is where I would want to stop on a system like that. Yeah. Um, you know, because uh, it feels like then I'm just like, ah, oh, now we're getting into. You know, games that I probably still have the disc for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, but yeah, um, touched on anything else, Tom, or is that in your? Um, uh, I've been I've been screwing around with my I've been rebuilding my XP machine because we had a power surge here not that long ago, and it killed it killed everything in it. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, I've been working on getting it back up and running it's currently installing windows xp right now nice but i had to buy a new motherboard i had to buy new memory it was yeah especially when you're dealing with old hardware it's not like i can just go to best buy and buy a motherboard for an am2 socket yeah system you have to i have to scour ebay and hope that i don't get one that's broken off the right (laughs) yeah so yeah, playing that Russian roulette. It's uh, oh, it's not fun. <laughs> All right. So um, for me, um, I have done a lot of interesting things in the two weeks here. I'll start off with um, for Easter weekend, I decided just to go down the um, Jersey Shore with my uh, niece and sister and all that um, just to hang out. And I brought my Switch, of course. Um, but you would think I would play games like Mario Kart and, you know, Maybe some Breath of the Wild to just sort of get in gear. But no, I played four and a half hours of Side Pocket for the Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I played pool for uh, four and a half hours on the couch. <laughs> not just pool, like the least <laughs> just like the least good pool you could have played. <laughs> wow. I was getting so frustrated, couldn't get past this one level, and I'm like, God damn it, this is not that hard. <laughs> Um, and I just played over four and a half hours and then the battery got low and I was just like it forced you um, out of your obsession yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was the number one game I played over the weekend um, so that that was fun I, I was looking up through because I was like hey, I guess I could play some of the stuff I have um, you know but then I just started looking through the the thing there's a lot of good choices um, now some things have been added like, not a whole lot since I last checked um, but yeah that was the most interesting one I did and um yeah, the, the fun thing that just got announced before I move on from the Nintendo Online stuff, um, I am upset that the um, Street Fighter game that's coming is the one for Sega. Um, I don't think the Super Nintendo one is on there. Um, they're doing Street Fighter 2 Turbo Edition, I believe. I'm pretty sure the one, I, there's not one on the Super Nintendo yeah. one because I think that version is in like a collection, a Capcom collection. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the shitty set. Oh, excuse me, jeez. Um, it's the uh, the shitty Genesis one. Um, that you have to use like select to, in some cases, to change from high and low kick and all that stuff. 
No, um, it had a six button version, didn't it? Well, I mean, in they for this for the uh, Nintendo One line, they only sell that three button controller. <laughs> oh yeah, to play good. with it. So well, I don't know if they would actually map six buttons because of that. Um, I guess. It, yeah, I, they, they could. They their, clearly could, could, but Nintendo with their freaking button mapping, it's yeah. a it's a crapshoot. Yeah, and it, it's completely why I couldn't play Star Fox sixty four because. It was being, it was acting up a lot with the uh, C button for 64 for that yeah. game in particular. It's why I couldn't do quick turns um, real well. But anyway, um, that's so fun if you like nostalgia gaming and you don't feel like, you know, going through the emulator stuff and all that. It, it is enough there that if you're not a hardcore, you know, old school gamer, they, they do have a lot of the right things there. Um, or the other game I'm playing, um, um, through the village in um, RE4 remake. Um, that game is real fun, and uh, uh, Leon is real pretty um, <laughs> with his hair. That you can have it be individual strands. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a graphics option. Wow. Um, so yeah, the fun thing. Um, obviously, the gameplay is fun. You know, Merchant great. He's awesome. He's a little more piratey. Um, in this one, which is fun. I think you'll, you would enjoy that, Jen. Um, uh, but the, a lot of the little um, tidbits, and I think I had to ask my uh, older cousin, a younger cousin about this, because she would have been around like into style then. Jen, you might get this stuff. There mm-hmm. were a couple of things with Ashley that showed how much they tried to keep it in 2005. Um, one, she has a Razor phone. That's the easy one. <laughs> with like stickers all over it. Yeah. Um, for a sorority. But she's wearing this um skirt that's like skirt in the front, but shorts in the back. Sort of Oh, setup. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I asked my younger cousin, um, who would Mark, have been Mark, yeah. that's called a skort. Yeah. Yeah. But I hadn't seen it since then. So I was <laughs> like, is that is that a skirt in the front, shorts in the back? <laughs> like, did they really like like scour the fashion of 2005 instead of just putting her in jeans, you know, or something safe. And then I asked the younger cousin, I was like, this was, I'm not, I'm not ridiculous, right? This was a fashion thing then, right? This isn't just some weird Japanese thing, you know, that they put in this game. It's awesome. That's coming back like the Pompadour did for a while over there. Um, And she's like, nope, nope. I remember wearing those. So they've done some really good character choices in terms of, um, you know, dressing them. Um, and you know, the only thing that's missing is his code in the beginning is a lot better in the original game. Um, but I think they were trying to make it a little more realistic, um, than, you know, they, in, in the original game, they want to show the difference between when you had the coat and didn't have the coat, mm-hmm. um, to be drastically different. Um, here they, um, they kept it a little more realistic. So, you know, that's the only thing. Um, and so far I've only, and I will say this about voice acting, um, I haven't had Ashley's been pretty good so far. She hasn't yelled Leon at me too much. <laughs> I haven't heard Leon, mm-hmm. Leon, too much. Um, she and when she does yell it, it's not as much of a high pitch. Yeah, it's not shrill or yeah. as shrill anyway. Shrill. Yeah. Um, and uh, I met Ada for like a scene. And her mm-hmm. voice actor's real good in this. So you, see, I didn't like what I heard so far from okay. Ada, but yeah. I haven't heard a lot, so I was gonna see how I felt as the game progressed. I haven't played it; I've just watched playthroughs so yeah. far. Yeah. So 
I do love the Louise character. Um, they're doing a little bit more with them this time. But um, and before I move on from this, what I mentioned before about games breaking, Jen. So I was fighting the big tall. Again, this game came out in 2005, so I'm not spoiling anything that's different. Okay. If it was in both games, I'm mentioning it. So one of the boss battles is you that big tall man that follows you around mm-hmm. um, turns into like a monster, and he's a boss fight. Um, so at one point, he like becomes this big stretched out like parasite creature thing. Um, and the best thing is to just get up on top and shoot down on him because he oh, has like yeah. has like the eye on the back. Mm-hmm. For some reason, he got stuck, and I was just able to sit there and shoot the eye with my pistol and not that's waste hilarious. any of the big ammo. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I died on that because I didn't know to survive the second phase of the fight because that's yeah. a little different. I won't spoil it. Um, or I think it's a little different. Um, but yeah, he literally, like, I'm sitting there and I'm shooting the pistol because he's close. I'm like, oh, I'm shooting. And I go to run, and he's not turning. And he's kind of just doing the same animation into the wall. And I'm like, I think he's stuck. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I just, it, that was finishing off that phase is like um, that one. But yeah, yeah, you, you're playing your new indie game. That I played a game Capcom probably spent tens of millions of dollars on yep. um, or hundreds, maybe even. And they break like easily. I feel like that happened when I was playing RE2 Remake. Yeah. I feel like there was a point where the, where, one of the bosses yeah which it happened it's a nice little gift when it happens yeah exactly i don't mind using it at all (laughs) so i'm playing that um i uh nhl 23 became free on xbox um game pass um so i'm playing that is actually better than last year's game which is something i've not said i normally like pick it up when it becomes free this time of year play like three games and go this shit still sucks um and then don't pick it up again um but uh, the gameplay seems pretty good. Um, I still got to, because I don't play it as much anymore, so I got to get used to the passing, and it still frustrates me when I, when my eyes see where I want to pass, but then I can't get the guy to pass where I want to pass. Um, so um, just getting better at the hand-eye coordination with that. Um, but the one cool thing they added was for franchise mode, um, and um, you can normally do your 32 NHL team where you can do 33 and create an expansion team. But now they've added that you can do a custom league of up to 48 teams. Um, so it, it becomes really interesting where you can just like have all all these teams from like Europe and stuff come into the league. Or you can put like the the alumni all-star team um, come in and you can set the schedule. It's the, it's the customization stuff that I love to do, um, which is one of the reasons why I love like the NCAA 14 where you can customize the conferences and stuff like that. Um so I really like the customization that the only problem I have with it is that it's a one-time only. Like, you can't change the playoff settings once you set them in place. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to add more teams to the playoffs, or if you want to change, you know, how many teams make, you know, not um, how many games they play in each round, you can't do it. Once you do it at the beginning, it's locked in. Um, this is where I love 2K's customization a little bit more in NBA, where it has, like, league rules. That you can, you know, there's only certain rules, but you can change them. Like you can choose to have a 30 second shot clock or you can choose to, you know, change the way the draft lottery works. And you can do that every season. Like if you do it one way and you go, ah, this kind of sucks, you know, and then you can change it back. Um, that's the only thing. Maybe next year it'll get it. But um, yeah, so so that's been fun playing through that. 
Um, and I was hoping um, to have been able to um, give my uh, thoughts on the uh, Final Fantasy Pixel remasters, uh, but I missed the first wave of pre-orders by a day and a half. So Ooh. I got to wait till May 5th um, for it. It would have came today. Uh, but yeah, so look out for that. I'm probably going to uh, try and play through it, whether or not I do it for content or not. Um, I haven't decided. I'm trying to figure out how that would work um, because I would definitely use a guide um, and not worried about being spoiled. Um, but yeah, so I pre-ordered that on, on PlayAsia. So um, getting the, the Switch version you know, physical copy. Uh, so, yeah, that's about all I've played. Um, waiting for that Tears of the Kingdom, man. That, I have watched that direct three times already. <laughs> I am so excited for Legend of Zelda Nuts the Bolts and all the crazy shit you seem to be able to do in that game and the fact that they brought uh, sexy Ganondorf back um, is amazing. And um, I just want to see where this story goes because I want to see where they put it in the uh, the timeline because I could very easily see from some of the things um, it being a prequel to Breath of the Wild. Interesting. I would have just, thought it would be a direct sequel. I would think so too, but seeing some of the, 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 the fact that Ganondorf is in human form, you know, fighting with the champions. Um, now they could be the descendants of those champions. But, you know, it just it's just where this could possibly be that. But then again, you know, sometimes you think too hard and especially with Zelda, Nintendo does the thing. Um, as long as there's no Lothwing in this, I am absolutely fine with there being Sky Temples. But if Lothwing is in this, <laughs> I, give me my glider. I do not need a bird that I have to control with individual Joy-Cons. That is all I have to say about that. <laughs> can't, I can't wait for the full review. Oh, man, if Wolfwing yep. shows up, I might throw some TV. No, <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, so I did. I'm only worried that I took off uh, work for May 12th and that my copy will not come in until 7 p.m. on May 12th. Um, and I wasted an entire day. Um, uh, but I'll keep you posted on that, too. Um, so anyway, Jen, let's get into the news. Sure. So first up, I know we mentioned this. This was our main topic last episode. Um, but Reed Pop has made the decision to cancel E3 2023. Um, and Viva as you E3. mentioned, what was that? Viva la E3. Yes, Viva la E3. Um, as you mentioned, Mark, on the last episode, one of the best parts to looking forward to the summer was, you know, hearing about upcoming exciting gaming type news. So I figured I would put together a small list of currently what fans can expect that's happening this summer to kind of hopefully fill the E3 void in your heart. Um, so I tried to put it in date order, but things are obviously probably going to pop up after this list. So um, June 8th will be Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest. It's going to lo be located at the YouTube Theater in Los Angeles. Um, and this has pretty much taken E3's place um, in many different ways. Yeah, um, essentially in, in the sense that it's, you know, not specifically tied to um like a company right yeah you know? and in the past they've revealed major like yeah. gaming trailers and um you know this year they're teasing a first look at the new cyberpunk 2077 expansion um oh yeah so they're going places with that show and apparently 2023 is going to be their biggest event ever so they claim so that 
should be very interesting to see what goes on. Um, June 11th is Microsoft's Xbox Game Showcase and Starfield Direct. Um, June 12th is the Ubisoft Ubisoft Forward Live. Um, Ubisoft had actually confirmed that they were going to be attending E3 and then dropped out only a few days before E3 was officially canceled. Um, yeah, I, I think they were the last straw. Yeah, probably because they, I don't even know who was left. Honestly, I don't remember. I, I actually, now everybody can correct me if I'm wrong at Game Ball. Um, I believe Konami <laughs> had not said whether or not they confirmed or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they were the last like big publisher that hadn't said anything. So knowing Konami and all the bad decisions they make, I'm pretty (laughs) sure they were still committed until it fell apart. That's funny. Yeah, who knows? But um, I don't think we really know exactly what's going to be a part of their show as of yet. Um, There's no I don't think there's been any leaks as you know, far as like, oh, look forward to this. But I suppose we will see. Yeah, just dance. (laughs) We'll see on June 12th. Um, Then on June 25th, Jeff Keighley again. We'll be hosting a Game Awards 10th anniversary concert at the Hollywood Bowl. Um, oh, yeah, this and thing. Yeah. Feature music from past Game of the Year winners, such as The Last of Us and Elden Ring, um, while also playing like favorites like God of War, and then music from new and upcoming games like Final Fantasy 16. So um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a nice blend of music. It's interesting. It's very unique, I think. So um, Yeah, I, I forgot all about this. I was so excited when you announced it. Yeah. Originally at the Game Awards. Yep. It's going to be a Jeff Keighley summer. At least June. <laughs> a Jeff Keighley filled June. Filled June. Um, and then on August 11th, so jumping to the towards the end of the summer, THQ Nordic is going to be holding a digital showcase. Um, I think it, they said it starts at 3 p.m. Eastern time, which will be aired on YouTube, Twitch, and Steam. Um, and then I figured I'd throw in a bonus uh, for September. It's not um, confirmed date-wise yet, but Nintendo Live will be coming to the U.S. this year, again, in September. It's going to be held in Seattle, Washington. I believe last year it was in Japan, so they decided to bring it to the U.S. for this year. Yeah. Um, and they, they're, okay, so they did do it last year. Okay. I, I believe it was in Japan last year, yeah. Yeah, because I was just saying, does this mean they're not going to TGS by doing their own thing? But I guess... If they did it last year and they were also at the Tokyo Game Show right. um, last year, then it's probably something new. Either way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be cool to see this, um, like, you know, feed of this because they're going to have, you know, gameplay obviously available for people who attend. There's going to be live stage performances, gaming tournaments, and a bunch of other activities. Um, but, you know, like I said, there's no set in stone date yet, but Nintendo said they're going to be announcing more details coming soon. Yes. So. Is there going to be a uh, live playing of the newly released Super Mario 4? That's that's a wizard joke for all, all you all out there. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see, I guess. Yeah. But, um, there probably will be several other things happening in between these things. Um, yeah. But these are some of the big ones that I wanted to mention. Yeah, yeah. The, the two things that we don't really do much in the States here. Um, Gamescom um, is in the summer in Germany. Mm-hmm. Or Europe, sometimes they move it around, but it's mostly Germany. And then TGS. Um, I know Paris's game show has been getting some traction because of, you know, the failure of E3. Um, but I don't think that's going to be, that's something to even worry about. But yeah, mm. it's going to be what, uh, all the things Jen mentioned, then in your, you know, Gamescom and TGS. But if that's only if you want to get up at like 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> three, four in the morning to watch press conferences. It's the only reason why those things aren't a big deal in the U.S. So right. I think for our audience, all the things Jen mentioned are probably going to be what you guys should circle in your calendars, unless you're yeah. a crazy person <laughs> like myself. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, somewhat breaking news as of the day we are recording this. Um, today it was announced that Diablo 4 beta will, or excuse, excuse me, Diablo 4 will be getting one more beta before its official launch. Um, so it's going to be the third beta that is going to drop. Um, the game devs apparently had an official D4 live stream event today and announced this for everybody. So that's pretty cool. I know a couple people who missed joining the, the last beta round. So I'm sure they're all very happy that they get another opportunity to play. So what artery-clogging sandwich do you have to eat to get in this beta? <laughs> so apparent, I actually don't know how exactly you'd sign up. I'm, I'm assuming you just uh, you just sign up on the website. But maybe there's some fine print on sandwiches that I, I didn't find. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I couldn't even think. I was trying to think of something. The King Mac. The King Mac. The King Mac. The King Mac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this third beta will be nicknamed Server Slam. And it's taking place from May 12th through the 14th. Um, and basically they're naming it that because they are trying to get as many players to log in as possible to test the server's durability um, because they want to make sure it doesn't crash as soon as the game goes live in June. So I think that's pretty smart. Yeah, um, nice. I'm glad yeah. for all the uh, Zelda fans that are online that don't have <sighs> to hear it from people <laughs> that don't like Zelda complaining about why, you just, why is everything Zelda? <laughs> They get to complain about Diablo because they'll be in the beta. Yeah. Well, I've also heard um, opposite complaints saying, like, why would they want to test the server durability during when the most anticipated game of the year is coming out? So I was like, yeah, well, I'm sure not everyone is going to be playing that. Yeah. Um, exactly. But yeah, or, or they got the marketing department for Horizon. Right. <laughs> That's true. Um, I think one of the other cool things about this round of beta testing is that it's featuring tweaks that they've already implemented from player feedback collected from the first two rounds. So if anyone played in either one or two or both, and you've noticed some things are different, that is why. So they're already starting to tweak it, which is nice. Um, I think, Tom, did you mention that you missed Diablo beta number two? I did, that so you? I will be one of these people. Yeah. Yeah, there was like at least three people that I talked to who were like, oh, I didn't actually get to do the last beta. So now's your chance. Hey, go eat your double down, Tom. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, actually, another sort of breaking news story. Sony has announced they are acquiring Firewalk Studios from Probably Monsters. They're a subsidiary. Um, in the effort to help build an original AAA multiplayer game for PS5 and PC. Um, there's really no information on the new game just yet, but who is the head of PlayStation Studios, he noted in a PlayStation blog post that overall they're very impressed by um, the Firewalk team's ambitions. And they're kind of alluding that this new game is going to be a modern multiplayer game that I quote, connects players in new and innovative ways. Um, he also stated that fans are going to be very pleased with the game. So, again, no further details are available right now, but I'm sure we're going to talk at least a little bit more about this when we get more information, because I'm I'm interested to see what a modern multiplayer game means. Um, so I guess we'll have to see. Games as a service. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we'll see. 
Um, moving on, Pokemon Go developer Niantic has announced a partnership with Capcom to make a game based on Monster Hunter. Um, the new game is called Monster Hunter Now. Oh. oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Actually, so when I wrote my notes, I wrote the title of this to be Monster Hunter Go? Question <laughs> mark. Uh, but pretty much, yes. Uh, there's not super specific information yet, but there's a lot of basic details that they did share. Um, so the idea behind the game is that the Monster Universe, Monster Hunter Universe, has somehow crossed over into our world. And if you're playing the game, you're going to be encountering monsters along with other various resources on a, like a real world map. So very similar to Pokemon Go in that sense. Um, supposedly, though, players will be able to hunt monsters uh, to earn different materials as you can in the actual Monster Hunter games. And you could take those materials and you can craft better weapons and armor to survive either, either even tougher monster battles. Um, so it's really playing more so off of Monster Hunter's, you know, typical gameplay style, which is cool. Um, thankfully, battles will be much quicker than they are in Monster Hunter games, though. The maximum amount of time that you could be in a battle with a monster is 75 seconds, um, as opposed to like forever, an hour. I guess it depends on the monster, but it could take a long time in the actual games. Um, and it's then per it's perfectly normal. 75 seconds is perfectly normal, Jen. <laughs> is that a respectable time? Respectable time. <laughs> okay. Everybody does. 75 seconds is normal. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, lastly, they did mention that players have the option of tagging a monster with a paintball gun when they come across it. And what that does is it'll save it for them in their game. And then they could choose to battle that specific monster later, either when they're at home or at another preferred location. And I think that's to prevent people from like loitering <laughs> in weird places where they're not really welcome. Um, yeah. I thought that was interesting. I like that idea. Um, yeah. yeah. And also seems like something that, you know, there's no chance that thing will break. Right. And when and you get home, it's like, awesome. What monster? Yeah. That you yeah. That super rare monster that you hit with a paintball gun. I don't know where it went. I don't know what paintball. Are you sure? Are you sure that happened? <laughs> um, oh, and there will apparently be palicos. In, oh, of course. Uh, Monster Hunter now as well. There better so, be. There better be. That's right. I don't think they would have been that crazy to take out the Palicos. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. I'm interested to hear what our friend Jonathan thinks about that. Um, personally, I really got into Pokemon Go. I was a huge Pokemon fan already. Um, but the fact that it got me out of my house and walking around and like searching in real life for, you know, Pokemon or gym locations, that was really fun. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what he has to think about this, but I, I'm interested to hear what he says about this new game. Um, but that'll be interesting to see how that does, I think. Yeah. I and think, then I oops, think sorry, Pokemon, go ahead. real quick. Yeah, I think Pokemon Go was lightning in a bottle and everything after has just been trying to do it again because they already did the Harry Potter one. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it got much traction. So it's interesting that they're going to try to do this with Monster Hunter because although Monster Hunter a popular game, not nearly as popular as Pokemon and or Harry Potter. So it should be interesting how they I, try to make it work. I agree, Tom. Digimon was right there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be the next one, Mark. I think it's I think it's interesting that they're making it lean more towards Monster Hunter gameplay style and the fact that you can like earn material to upgrade your weapons and stuff. Um whereas Pokemon Go was literally really just 
catching, you know, battling, catching the Pokemon and then, um, you know, going up against people for gym status or bases, whatever they called them. I forget. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to to see what people think. I don't think it's going to blow up like Pokemon Go did. I don't think anything ever will in that vein, at least, you know, in the near future. But it'll be interesting. All right. And then my last story, I usually try to find a silly or like funny one if I can. So I thought this one was interesting. Um, obviously, I would venture to say that everyone has heard of Candy Crush at this point. Um, this game has apparently become so hugely popular that there is actually a tournament available for players to compete in. Um, it's called the Candy Crush Saga All-Stars Tournament. Um, and then the first qualifier round of this tournament began on March 23rd of this year and was open to any player who was at least level 25 or above. You could literally just click to join the tournament if you are at least level 25. Um, and then basically you advance the leaderboards and, you know, work your way up. And if you make it to the final round, everyone that's left would be flown out to London to compete in person in the final round of the tournament. Um, so this is where it gets interesting and a little bit funny to me. There was a recent tweet that went viral from a kid claiming that his mom accidentally entered the tournament. And she is currently the top competitor in her pool. Um, how is it? Accidental. Uh, accidental. Yeah. So basically, I'll I'll get to that in a second. But that's what I thought when I first heard this. I was like, how did you accidentally join a tournament? Yeah. Um, her name is Erin Roden. She's 48 years old, has three kids. She basically used to be a big video game uh, video gamer and then said she kind of lost track of her free time um, and started playing Candy Crush to kind of supplement, no longer playing other video games. Um, she runs a roofing company with her husband, so nice. she's probably like excessively busy all the time. Um, she claims that she every once in a while when you're playing the game, you get an ad that pops up. So she said that she thought it was just an ad popping up and she must have clicked the button to enter and didn't realize she was even entering a contest. Um, and this then sounds, later, this sounds more made up than a kid going, oh, yeah, I accidentally bought three thousand dollars worth of whatever on <laughs> on uh, Fortnite. Yeah. What, are the, what is V bucks? Is that what it v -Bucks. is? Yep. V bucks. Yep. Look at me. Look at me knowing. <laughs> hey. Yep. She, yeah, she said she said there was some kind of pop up because there's so many pop ups. Um, and I guess I don't know if she like I she didn't realize it in in that moment, she said. But I guess looking back, she figured out how she entered exactly. Um, but anyway, she she claims that she thought it was just another like game mode or something and didn't think it was anything serious. And she said it wasn't until she found out that she was in a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar prize pool that she realized, like, oh, my God, I just entered some tournament. Um, still, still calling bullshit on this. <laughs> she says that she shared the news with her son because she was like very overwhelmed at that point and like kind of panicked. And then her son shared it with his friends on social media, and it's now reached over fifty five thousand likes. His nice. tweet. Um, but yeah, so currently she knows she's number one in her pool, but not where the pool is or the number of people she's up against. Um, she's in round one of three of the semifinals. And currently has 520,528 points as of whenever I found this, uh, which was today. She's completed around 11,000 levels in the game and has 3,000 more to go before she officially beats the game in its current form, um, which is it's, it's crazy. 
And in case anyone's interested, for, for other Candy Crush players, she gives the advice. If you get to a level and you fail it once, load up on boosters and then use them to just completely clear through the level and move on as quickly as you can. Not to get stuck on a level. So that is the end of the news that I had. I'm not sure if you guys had anything else to add or... It sounds like uh, fighting game champion Joe Biden, um, if you've heard that story, where a guy's username is Joe Biden, and he's going around and winning fighting tournaments. <laughs> I haven't, but that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, sure. It's somebody saying they're Joe Biden. It's been the joke online. Right. That Joe Biden just happens to be this master street fighter player. Yep. If <laughs> I use my real name, nobody will think it's actually me. It can't be him. <laughs> I wonder how many celebrities do that, too, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, in some cases, you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I got two things. Um, uh, first, I'll do the thing that does not involve Tom. Um, so I think I've seen the Super Mario Brothers movie twice since our last podcast, I believe so. Or no, I had just seen it before the last one. Correct. Anyway, so I went and saw it with Kitty Ashcat um, uh, this weekend. And nice. I don't have to dive into the story because I just remembered I mentioned a lot about the, the, the movie last time. Mm-hmm. But... Um, and for the, uh, and Jen, I know you've had this experience many of times. Um, it was the first time that I've been, uh, mansplained to in my life. I see. Kitty Ashcat leaned over and went, that's the blue shell. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and every so often we'd talk about characters and things from Mario. I'm like, oh, I know this. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I'm like, oh, so. This is what they. This is what happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's cute because she was really into it. Yeah, um, cute. you know, and, and doing and doing that stuff. But uh, she she um, was uh, conf- confused with some things um, because they were like the spiny showed up. She's like, "Who are they?" And I'm like, uh, "Has she seen them much?" Because she's only really beaten Odyssey. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, "I don't know if they're really in there." But um, I am back to report that. Yes, my theory is still correct. If you love Mario or a child, you can go see this movie. If you are neither of those things, you will not get any entertainment out of this movie. Uh, there is no middle ground, like literally. All the little kids laughing, and there were a couple of adults around us because we went to the special dine-in theater she likes because I, like, I, like, I treat her like a fucking princess. <laughs> That's awesome. Those theaters are great. Um, so... So yeah, so it was it was fun seeing it that way, but also seeing her get excited because she I was a little upset because she seemed not really into it when I first told her that I was getting tickets, mm-hmm. and then seeing her like it was one of those you know proud moments. Yeah, <laughs> she likes it, and uh, oh, and she was also explaining to me all the good movies. She was like, "Have you seen Sing? Sing's a good movie. You should see Sing." <laughs> oh yeah, they had <laughs> when we went to see it. They had all those trailers. Yeah. And... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm 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 only slightly paraphrasing her accent <laughs> in that. Um, you know, like no, you should do it. you should let me say it. It's mm-hmm. it's, good. it's really good. And then I I laughed at Gru popped up and she's like, you know, Despicable Me. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm like I don't live under a rock. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I just wanted to report that experience because uh, I can officially say friend of the podcast. Kitty yes, Ash you Cat. can. And she she was on here. Um, they quite enjoy that. And um, we're going to see Barbie next, is what she's nice. decided. Because <laughs> it's the day it's the day before her birthday. 
and she's all excited about that. That's awesome. Um, which I final thing before we move on to the real video game topic. I don't think she realized that we can actually go see it on her birthday. Um, that just because it says it comes out <laughs> the day uh, before. Because she's like, oh, it's the day before my birthday. Aww. And I'm like, yeah, we'll go see it for your birthday. And she's like, yeah. But the way she said yeah, was I was like, I don't should put two and two together. Right, right. That's funny. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Tom, did you watch any of the Final Fantasy 16 stuff? I did. We don't have to go deep into it because I, I know uh, Jen did, did not get to watch any of it or much of it. Um, I will say I am more excited about this game after the state of play than I was. I don't know where you stand. Yeah, I'd say I'm a little more excited. I'm I I'm sad that they're going away from turn based completely. Like, yeah, they I, made it a very big point to state. This is not turn-based. Wow. There's no turn-based stuff in this at all, period. That's surprising. Like yeah. they went they went above and beyond to to tell people that this that is not turn-based. Yeah. The fun thing like, about what I'm about to say, uh, from a guy that just purchased the physical editions of the pixel remasters of one through six, um, I kind of like going in the action direction. Um more than doing the straight menu turn based. Um, I mean it makes sense in today's day and age that it's not turn-based. I'm just not one of the people that would that would prefer action over turn-based. Yeah, yeah. My but, only argument for it, and I know you agree, and I'll let you answer my point here. Um, with all the graphical upgrades, it's much better to do action with all the the you know stuff than just you know doing like sort of the Dungeons and Dragons esque. You know, you take a turn, I take a turn, you take a turn sort of thing. Well, yeah, they want it to look cinematic now. And you can't yeah. look very cinematic when they're standing waiting to get hit by some by the enemy or you're waiting to hit the enemy. Yeah. So I understand why it's that way. Uh, and I imagine most or all Final Fantasy games are probably going to go this way at some point. And it's sad that it's the end of an era. But I guess I guess it comes down to how well this one does, how well yeah. it's received, um, because it could very well function as uh, as a uh, an action game. It'll just be like Kingdom Hearts or a, a better version of Fifteen. It'll just, yeah. you know, yeah. it's okay. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna not play it because it's not turn based. But yeah. um, some of the story stuff I saw as well turned me um into getting more excited about it um just well, the way the, they're just the way they're doing the quest systems and the kingdom the giant, yeah. giant boss battles which i'm sure we're gonna oh, yeah. get um are what drew me in because that's something new yeah uh, it's not a spoiler but they showed it in this trailer that you're going to be able to play as the summons and battle as one or two of them giant kaiju well, battles yeah <laughs> yeah it's 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 going to be fun i will definitely talk about it more obviously if you're new to this podcast, we talk a lot about this series um, of games. Um, so we'll definitely get on it. That is, um, I'm glad that I get a month of Tears to the Kingdom before I have to make a decision, you know, to jump to. Uh, I'm glad it doesn't come out in May is basically all I'm saying. Um, that, that I get a little bit of space there. Um, and then we have all summer before um, Starfield arrives. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where they go. And I hope... You know, they need a main line to hit, like, remake. Um, because 
you need to you need to give new experiences to players, you know, instead of just remaking the old stuff. Capcom proved that by having Seven and Village be as good as they were, um, despite the fact that the remakes were good. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you have any final thoughts. I know we uh, want to move on to our topic here. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm looking forward to it. It's it's another game that um, I'll get to play this year. Yay. There you go. <laughs> oh, oh, and I I and speaking of games to play this year, let's quickly move on. I have uh, avoided the temptation of pre-ordering Oxenfree too. I think I can just <laughs> wait on that. But I am excited for that game. Um, so moving on to our topic. Um, this week was, uh, brought to you by, a uh, friend of the pod, uh, Jonathan, um, suggest it, um, uh, just to simplify it, um, you know, of the video game systems that you have purchased or asked for, or however you acquired them, what was the one game that you wanted to play on it? Um, or what was the one game that caused like your parents or older sibling to buy the game? Um, and I think we'll just start with whatever our first consoles were that we have. Um, just not to force, like, if, you know, nobody had, um, you know, an NES or anything like that um, to start with. Um, so um, I don't know. Uh, Tom, do you want to start? Sure. Um, I think, honestly, since it, the first game, the first thing that we had was an NES. Everybody wanted to play Mario. That was the thing. And my my parent my dad liked the idea of duck hunt so uh that's that was the main driver for us getting getting an nes but uh but yeah super mario brothers was the catalyst and i think i think i think for a lot of people it's gonna be the same story um yeah video games were very much frowned upon or not not thought of as as fondly during that time and i just think that uh super mario brothers brought a lot of people back to video games that did not that wouldn't have been interested in it before yeah i i mean on your point i believe that is the reason that we got our nes um but the time frame we got it i if i remember correctly and this is like the far reaches of my memory um i think we bought it in anticipation for super mario 3 um because uh my my older cousin um already had a nintendo and had a bunch of the games that came out like in the first wave and all that. And I think my family and especially my sister, um, because um, despite the fact she doesn't really play games anymore, she was really into Mario. Um, I think was anticipating Mario three. And that's why we ended up getting it. But on the same statue, I think it's, it's Mario like that. That is why everybody got that system. Um, there are a few outliers um, and I will acknowledge um, them. Um you know, that probably got it for your RPGs, you know, your your Final Fantasies, um, or Dragon Warriors, um, or, or things like that, uh, of that ilk, um, that they were more into that stuff. Um, maybe even a Legend of Zelda, you know. Um, but you don't hear much about those being system sellers, um, as you did the Mario franchise. Um, yeah, and uh, I think the most popular one, which is probably the one we both had, Tom, um, was to pack in with Mario and Duck Hunt on the same cartridge. Yep, that's what I had. Yeah. So. Mario, Duck Hunt, and the Zapper. Yep. Yep. I think I think we all we probably got it at the same time. I don't remember the exact year, so we're not going to do one of those. Save a year at the same time. Um, <laughs> it was for, I think it was, it. I think it was 89 for us. Yes, yeah, it would have been right for me. 
Um, and so I'll move on quickly. Um, in the same vein, um, I got the Game Boy because of, of Mario Six Golden Coins. Um, I had seen it. Uh, a friend had it. And I got my mom to get it for me for Christmas. Um, so, you know, real quick, that was, that was the Game Boy game that I got Game Boy for. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't know if um, anybody just got a Game Boy and didn't, and just not for a game in particular, but mine was specifically because I saw my friend had that. We, we got Game Boys because I, we traveled a lot. So Game Boys were kind of like, oh, that'll keep them quiet for a little while. Yeah, and I think... <laughs> And I think that early Game Boy stuff, you know, a lot of, a lot of um, what's it called? Um, trial and error, you know, in terms of backlighting and, you know, all those accessories that you had to buy for it to make it palatable for oh, trips yeah, we, like that. We had the magnifier with the light in it and everything yeah. else. So. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, that, that Game Boy was, was 100%, um, which is why I play six golden coins ever so often on the Switch, um, just for nostalgia purposes. Um and then, um, Jen, just remind me, first system. So technically, the first system that we owned or I owned was the Game Boy. Okay. So was it for any game in particular or was it because it was uh, just craze at the time? So it was Game Boy Color. And specifically, I wanted it because I really wanted Pokemon Yellow. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, was obsessed with Pokemon. So Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the mid to later Game Boy adopters was yes. Pokemon and, and and Mario were the were the early early nineties adopters. Um but yeah, and that just shows you how long Game Boy it's over than any handheld um that Nintendo's ever put out. Um that you can have two separate games of the console mm-hmm. um on there. Um so and real bit quick into sixteen bits, I think the more fun's gonna be the later ones. Um uh uh, we got a Genesis for Sonic um, uh, for um, obvious reasons. Um, Family-wise, for me personally, there was a friend down the street that had NHL hockey, and I was obsessed with that game. So I was like, sports games, yes. <laughs> and hence my obsession with um, NHL video games until I started going all digital, um, where I had every single physical copy up until like PS4. Um, from all the way back, but yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I realized how fortunate I was, as I'm probably going to go through most of the systems that came out here. Um, I think you're the I think you're on your own for 16 bit. Yeah, yeah. So I had a Super Nintendo as well, um, and it's always weird stories. With my, I don't know how interesting it is to to anyone else, but um, my the reason we got the Super Nintendo was my dad um, when he was still still living with us at the time um loved link to the past and i don't know why i don't know if he loved the original zelda i don't but we got it with link to the past along with i think the pack-in was uh, all stars you know super mario world slash uh, and um all stars um that one um but yeah so that might have been where my link to the past um obsession came from um was that being one of the only two games we had in the house and i am terrible at platformers so it, obviously I gravitated towards the other game um, when I wasn't playing NHL hockey for the Genesis. Um, so yeah, yeah, that was my Super Nintendo. I think I had like maybe six games for maybe. And um, uh, I think, you know, they were, there was one NHL game. There was uh, that, that Mario combo, Zelda, 
and I think like a baseball game. I had Saturday Night Slam Masters um, and one other, probably a weird game. Oh, Mario Paint was the sixth game I had um, with the mouse and all. Um, so I had that. And then I'm I'm starting to assume, I think I got things because my, as you mentioned for the road trip, to shut me up <laughs> um, <laughs> because I also got a Game Gear um, and learned how expensive AAA batteries were or AA batteries. Um, oh, you mean well, when it when it ate through eight batteries in an hour? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it was like two to three hours. Um, it would eat through um, that, and I got that for the weirdest game possible. They had World Series Baseball for the game for the Game Gear, and I played that terrible game so much. <laughs> um, uh, but obviously, I got the Sonic games because nobody in my family was like, "Oh, he's got that thing. Here's a Sonic thing. He likes Sonic, right? Here." <laughs> um, so I think I only had like two two or three games for that. Um, yeah, so so those games, it seems like when you're talking about the games of your childhood, it always seems to be like uh, mascot games are always what drags you there. I don't know if that's a, a similar tone for what we're going to start getting to where you guys come back in. Um, I mean, but... in the in the beginning, for sure, uh, mascot games were what got me into it. But as I got older, not so much. Yeah. So um, we'll move on to, I didn't have a Saturn. I don't know if anybody had a Saturn when they were a kid. I did um, not have yeah. a Saturn. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the only other thing I had from this time period is I had this stupid knockoff R type thing. That was like a headband with a little glass flip down thing. Um, <laughs> that was like a tiger electronics thing. I think. I know exactly um, what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I know and what you're I, talking about too. And I had street fighter for it. Um, that was the only other thing from this time period I had um, and early computer stuff, um, you know, playing through doom and Wolfenstein and all that, but mm-hmm. um, we'll just stick to consoles cause they're more fun. Um, so we'll move on to PlayStation, which is where I think we, if we all had a PlayStation, I have a feeling we got them for different reasons. Um, uh, I will, uh, we'll start out with Jen. Cause I think I might know Tom's answer. I hate to break your heart, but I did not own a PlayStation for oh. So you're going to have to skip me for a few PlayStation rounds. But I can say, I'll I'll say this really quick for all early PlayStations. I really wanted PlayStation for Kingdom Hearts and also for Final Fantasy in general. Um, But I didn't, like I said, didn't actually own one myself until a PS4. I had um, roommates in college that I would play on theirs. Um, Dan had his PS3. Actually, all the PlayStations I'm pretty sure I've played on that were his but i didn't physically own one until the ps4 yeah yeah so um to tom am i right to assume it was ff7 you're wrong oh it was gran turismo mark oh well that would have probably been choice two or three (laughs) if there was a yo-yo game on there i don't know Uh, oh yeah there's no (laughs) yo-yo um but yeah gran turismo was mind-blowing uh seeing something that looks so real at the time, you gotta think yeah. 1998 or whatever, seven or eight, it looked incredible and it had a great soundtrack and it had all these incredible cars that you just wanted to mess around with. Of course, when I got Gran Turismo, I also needed a cheat device so I can just get as much money as I want <laughs> and just buy every car and yeah. hop it up all the way and make it undrivable, of course. Um, but yeah. It was uh, it was Gran Turismo for for me. Interesting. Yeah, that that makes sense from what you were talking about. We've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Um, 
for uh, PlayStation, um, when I got it, um, I think I'd originally asked for it um, because of, uh, was it, uh, probably uh, Resident Evil, um, the original. I think I played it at my dad's once, you know, the split happened in our family. He went and, you know, had his own PlayStation. Um, and I played it there. And I think I asked for that, but I didn't get that right away. <laughs> because, you know, I wasn't buying my own video games at that point. Um, so I started out with, like, all the hockey and Maddens. Um, and then the first actual game that I um, got that wasn't, like, people surprising me on Christmas um, was I actually did get um, FF7. What's the, the first real game that um, I chose for myself at the time? Um, because at the time, my mom wouldn't let me play M-rated games um, for at least a little bit longer. Um, so... Um, my original reason was the blood and gore that I was playing at my dad's house. Um, but it ended up being the thing that I played the longest was, um, FF7 and then, um, then Metal Gear Solid came out and that became my obsession for, for Sony stuff going forward. Um, whenever games came out for it. Um, so, uh, guess 64. Um, uh, are we all Super Mario 64 people? I did not own an N64, so... Okay. Yeah, so that's the obvious one. Um, but if I was going to get one, yeah, that would have been the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that would have to be, I would say, most people's answer. Yeah, the only... I think I think it falls in the same category as N64 um, in the sense that um, the alternates would be people that really like Zelda. Right. You know, I mean, I was one of those people back then, but I was also still a teenager. Mm -hmm. um, so it was like, oh, Mario. Everybody loves Mario. I play Mario for 10 minutes. Oh, right, Mark, you suck at Mario. <laughs> um, I did end up getting 50 stars in that. I never actually beat it. Um, at least, um, you know, playing through it for the first time. But, yeah, that that's obviously, unless you have the real sickos out there that bought it for Super Super uh, Superman 64. Um, so um, I think that was one of, I think Pilot Wings was the other launch game um, with it. That's but, right. Yeah, I surprisingly, uh, if we eliminate uh, uh, Mario 64 in the equation, I would say the runaway winner for what people bought that console for was Mario Kart. Oh, yeah. 100 percent. It, it, it always shocks me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just the, the nerd that that looks up stats and sales and stuff. But it always amazes me to see where Mario Kart falls on like top list of all time for consoles. It's like, it's it's like oh. it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> Mario Kart is a juggernaut. It's mm -hmm. hard. It's hard to beat that. Yeah, I guess in my head, I'm just like, oh, it's just a cool offshoot cart game, you know, <laughs> and not thinking that it's like the obsession of some people. And I'm like, maybe, it, you know, maybe it'll get through my head after the eighth one that oh, people must really love these games. <laughs> they made eight of them. Um, but yeah, yeah, the 64 was definitely. A weird system for me. Um, I, I, I want at least linger in this area for a little bit. Um, it was where I played all my like just weird games. I played the South Park game a lot um, for N sixty four, and I don't know if it was like a blockbuster renting thing where you know they did a really good job of promoting. Like I played Glover, and like like, but I wouldn't be as risky with the other systems. I don't know if, if, if you had that same uh, thing, Jen, 
um, with the 64, where um, outside of your Game Boy, you would be a little more risky with, with the games you've rented if you did rent games? I did not actually rent games. I got oh, the wow. N64 later on, yeah. specifically for Super Mario 64. But growing up, I know I mentioned this before, my cousin's house was like the video game destination for us because it took a really long time for us to get our first console at my house. Um, so I was dying for it. Like <laughs> all growing up, I wanted it. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, I'm sure I would have been very excited to rent games. If I had it yeah, back then. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It just, yeah, that was, you know, uh, like I would do the weird, like Wheel of Fortune game. And, you know, it was just, mm -hmm. it, was, it felt like a system that you'd do that for. And I think when you look back, like having, you know, all the perfectly legal games that I had purchased on my computer for the N64, <laughs> um, like I was just so randomly played some of those games. Um, and I know we've had the argument before. I think for sure quality of the games I played, um we can relitigate this if, if people want to but um i think like super nintendo games i will always find something that's at least still competent and doesn't have much of the um uh, the jank and stuff in it just because at that point they had pretty much perfected 2d gaming um mm -hmm. on the super nintendo so it was pretty hard to fail at that and then n64 is like the first big chance for like cartridge polygons and 3D, so there's a lot of variance between the two. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I seem to play those two systems more than anything else that I might put onto an emulator, um, just because I just like the variety of that stuff. And mm -hmm. I would love to hear, this is the section, you're, you know, your mid to late 90s, early 2000s, because we're getting to PS2 next, um, and where I would love to hear the audience um, all, go on Twitter, or if you want to drop it into one of our discords, whether it's, you know, the Game Ball, uh, Game Ball Pods or, or Jen's Roxy Foxy. Um, I think this is like a good for our audience from just knowing the ages um, of, of the people that are that are in our audience. I think this is a this could be a good conversation segment for for, for the listeners out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on. Uh, PS2 um, was um, for me um, weird, but a it was a sports game. I really wanted the Madden game for PS2. Um, I don't know where I saw it, but I, that was the reason I needed a PS2. Um, um, and uh, yeah. And if you notice the, um, we skipped over Dreamcast, despite the fact that I bought it on 999. Um, because you were, you were the only one. Yes. I literally <laughs> walked into GameStop right after school. Nine nine ninety nine, and bought Sonic Adventure for Dreamcast, and was not was never more confused by a game I brought home in my life because I was expecting Sonic, and it was not Sonic, um, or at least the Sonic I knew um, at the time. And so I traded it in and bought NFL Two K, and it was one of three games I owned for that system because it died a year and a half later. Um, but the only reason I mainly skipped it outside of the joke because of how short. The life cycle was i didn't actually buy that for a game i just wanted to be it was the first time like i had disposable income as a paper boy you know and that was like sense. and was like i i pre-ordered this i put money down i'm gonna yeah. have it i'm walking yeah you know <laughs> so that wasn't actually a game so i didn't think it really fit the category but it's that system is such a weird place in time system in terms of the advertising and how quickly it failed um but there are good games on the dreamcast 
um, uh, that we can get into if we ever do a, a Dreamcast stuff. But, you know, we'll, we'll move on to PS2 because, um, uh, Tom, did you, I'm assuming we had most of the systems from here on out, me and you? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. did you get the PS2 for a game in particular, or was it just, I need this system? I think it was uh, a bit of I need this system, but it was mostly because of the sports games. The sports games looked incredible. Yeah. Um, and I think the first game we like first real one we got was All Star Baseball 2002. Okay. Um, it was because it, it, again, it just lo- it looked like I was watching TV as opposed to playing Triple Play 97 where everybody had the same stance and it yeah. looked like shit. Um, but yeah. Uh, I think that and trying to think of what else we got right off the bat because we got a couple of games, but I can't remember it. This is the time when I was still not like back into gaming 100%. Yeah, but I I still enjoyed playing games, but I was much more casual at this point. But that was until Kingdom Hearts came around <laughs> and, and then story that, then it, changed your life. Then it all changed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's the sports games for me on PS2. Um, I think it might be the same reason why I got the Xbox, the OG Xbox, um, I think was for sports games. Um, I think it was another thing where I saved up money um, from, you know, a job I had. And was just like, people were like, oh, cool, these graphics are. You know, you should go play this. This hockey player looks so real. Um, A version of that. Um, because I don't remember exactly why I got an Xbox. Um, I know exactly why I had an Xbox. I know. Why, yeah, I think we know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't play that game. I'll have a funny story after you tell uh, reveal what it is about about that game series in particular. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I got an Xbox for Halo. Um, we played the absolute shit out of Halo for years, and uh, Jen has has seen it firsthand. Mm-hmm. how long we've been playing this dumb game um but yeah the halo yeah. franchise uh, once once i saw and played halo i was like i have to have this yeah. mm-hmm. there's Agreed. there's no there's no getting around it i need to have this in my life and i obviously obviously i'm still a halo fan to this day and the xbox was a weird thing it was way ahead of its time and yeah. as far as the technology goes uh, it was ready for HD video already. No TVs were ready for HD at that point. <laughs> uh, like I remember, I remember going from a four-three CRT playing Halo on it to a sixteen-by-nine screen and being like, "Oh my God, where's this been all my life?" Yeah, just because they were ready, they were they were prepared for what was coming, and Sony just didn't give a shit, and it uh, it showed in the uh the visual quality of the game yeah. that's the thing that drew me into xbox is i was i, be, I was starting to become a graphics snob already <laughs> yeah it, the fun part is i think the first thing i remember um you know was the reason is as i played um uh, i played nhl on there because of dual stick um you know i think or maybe that was 360 but there was like i made the switch on sports games because of the sticks um there um but yeah, so my Halo story is uh, um, Halo 2 was Xbox, right? 3 was the one that was 360. Yeah, Halo 1 and 2 okay. was the original okay. Xbox. 
Yeah. When I tell the story, you know why my memory is a little foggy. So the first time I rented and played a Halo game, I, for some reason, rented Halo 2 um, because I knew I'd be in bed after getting my wisdom teeth pulled. Um, never played Halo in my life. I don't know why I decided to rent Halo 2. Um, and then uh, played through most of the game. Um, probably not much memory of it because I was on the uh, low-dose version of Painkiller um, while doing it. So it probably feels like a fever dream to my brain. Um, it, you play as like one of the aliens in that game, right? Yeah, you play. As I girl. didn't dream that. Okay, I was like, I didn't dream that, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I played through through the whole weekend um, of recovering from that. I played through. I, I beat Halo Two, um, just laying in bed. Um, the other fun story was um, was my sister. The other, the other fever dream for that is probably the fact that the game just ends. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm sure you were I, like, what just happened? I only remembered that I beat the whole game when I did my ever extra life thing where I was playing through all the Halos on Master Chief Collection before we did an official extra life. Like I wasn't streaming or anything. Yeah. I was just trying to see if I could do it, like the endurance test for it. And I beat two and I was like, oh, I did beat this game. <laughs> it does just end. I didn't just stop playing. Um but yeah, that was that, that also that weekend was fun because it, I it, it's burned in my memory a little bit because my sister was pissed at me all weekend because I wasn't in pain with my wisdom teeth being pulled. Because um, you were probably off off your rocker on Yeah, yeah. She she had all these issues with her wisdom teeth when they got pulled and was like basically bedridden. So the fact that I'm sitting there playing video games, like drinking, you know, water and stuff, and she's like she's all pissed. So that's why that whole core weekend is burned into my memory and um, the reason I uh, started playing Halo games. Um, yeah, so real quick, um, GameCube. Um, I, oh, yeah, got... I didn't do my, my Xbox one. Oh, you got Xbox? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I was an Xbox girl. That's why I didn't have PlayStation. Okay. I was sorry. I... That's fine. <laughs> now I know. Okay. Go yes. with your Xbox. Yeah. So Xbox was a gift from my parents. I think it was like a Christmas gift. Technically, it was for my brother. So in that regard, they bought it because he really wanted to play NHL. I think it was NHL 2003 because that's when Patrick Eliash was on the cover from the Devils, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, but I was obsessed with Halo at that point. So I was also playing Halo at that time. <laughs> so we were we were sharing his Christmas gift, basically. But yeah. whatever you guys said about Halo, I agree with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the Xbox was weird. The, the black and white buttons and all that crazy stuff. Um, I played, I'm going to have to look at my games because I do have them out there and maybe mention it on Twitter or, or on the stream on Monday. Because um, I got a game before any of the sports games, um, like a weird game for it. I'll probably mention it, but it, it used the black and white buttons. Like it's as, as part Halo of like. Used, Halo used the black and white buttons, but you never, you always, it was always an accident when you hit it. Yeah. No, I mean, like they made a big deal about it. The, oh, the game okay. I had. It was, main, it was a main part of yeah. the. I think it was like an Xbox like Game Studios thing, like how you know all the Nintendo games, you know whatever the new gimmick is on the controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know with, with that, um, but uh, real quick, um, all Game Cubes or just me? Yep, Game okay. just you. Okay. <laughs> no, I had a Game Cube too. Oh, did Sorry. you? Okay. I answered no. that very weird. <laughs> so I have a I have a specific memory um, for this because um, I was literally um, I worked one summer. Um, just making extra money on the side working uh, for my church um, when I did used to go to church and stuff like that as a teenager. Um, 
where I was basically cleaning up our elementary school, you know, during the summer, like cleaning all the classrooms and, you know, learning how to wax floors, which was Mm -hmm. the real fun part. Um, And one day I was just sitting out there. uh, I was getting one of my paychecks and I looked at how much the paycheck was because they actually paid in checks um, and not just like under the table cash or anything. And I looked at how much the check was and I called my mom because I had my, you know, we had cell phones at the time. Um, And I was like, um, I'm going to go buy a GameCube for Resident Evil Remake. Wow. And she she was like, okay. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, so I need you to drive me to the bank and then to so I can cash this check out. Um, and then we'll go get game, go get a game, just out of the blue, just sitting there, just going, ah, I think I'm going to do this. And she said the thing any good mother does when it's like your first paycheck and stuff. She goes, well, it's your money, honey. So sure. <laughs> but remember, that's all the money you have until you get paid again. Right. <laughs> I was like, no, I need this game. <laughs> um, so I went and that was the only game I had for a while. Um, because it was at this point, she stopped buying games for me when it wasn't Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, before that, it was like the go-to present for any like birthday, Easter, um, thing. So I had Resident Evil for like almost an entire year or like six to eight months or whatever it was. Um, so went through and beat that. And that was a very good choice. There you that go. game was really good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was the first time I had one of those impulse moments that we all have now, now that we have disposable income. Yeah. Um, it was the first time in my life where it just popped in my head. I'm like, no, I'm doing this. I'm definitely doing this. <laughs> Today's the day yep. <laughs> that we're getting it. Um, and I would love to joke with, go back in time and joke with me back then and going, do you remember the last time you purchased a system with your own money? <laughs> do we want to remember the, you know, how that company does not make systems anymore? Do we really want to do that to Nintendo? Um, so, yeah. So I basically played Remake. I think I had like three games for that system. One of them was a 007 game, like Fire, shout out. Um, and yeah, it was it was basically a one game system um, uh, forever. Uh, so uh, what 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 was your your GameCube game, Jen? My game, my literal reason for going out and purchasing the GameCube was Harvest Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Surprising, I know. Was it was it a planned decision or was it a spur yeah. of the moment thing like oh no i planned that okay. shit. <laughs> i picked the um the purple gamecube which i'm staring at right now i still okay. have it um it's a little beaten up from love but i have it still um but yeah harvest moon was um was my obsession so i was like i need this right now yeah yeah they, yeah these, these categories are always more fun when you get to the um uh you know, the time when we had disposable income mm-hmm. um, because, you know, it, you can really zero in on what you want and you start to get to learn what your your, your genre of game is. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. The, uh, and um, yeah, there's some uh, fun stories later when we get to uh, the next system on the Sony side. Um, uh, my reasoning for buying the system were my, my explanation to my mother into why to use my money for that. Um, so Tom, um, since you did not have GameCube, um, I'll let you, uh, talk about, uh, what, was it Halo 3 for the 360 or was it a driving game? Uh, it was Halo 3, but I bought it before Halo 3 came out. Yeah. The first game I played on my 360 was Madden. I think it was Madden 07. Yeah, that would have been right. Um, but yeah, Madden, Madden was not the reason I bought it, but 
it was the first game I bought, but yeah, Halo 3 was definitely the reason I bought it. I was yeah. all in on Halo and Xbox at that point. <laughs> I no longer cared about PlayStation at all, period. Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be like, um, yeah, it, it really makes me look back in time and go, I could have saved so much money for myself <laughs> if I didn't just use all my purchases to buy myself systems. Um, so I had purchased my own um, Xbox 360. Um, and it was for surprise, surprise. Um, I had mentioned that earlier. Um, I had fallen in love with playing um, uh, NHL games um, on the Xbox um, because the where the two uh, sticks are, the left and right stick, just feel more natural for doing like they do. One is your skates, and one is your stick, and just where they are on the controller just feels more natural to me than the. Um, than where PlayStation was at the time with the two thumbs being like next to each other. Um, so I definitely, per- as soon as I got enough money to be able to get a 360, I went out and bought it, bought the first NHL game that I think it might've been like 08. Um, I think it's one with Ovechkin on the cover, but um, yeah, it was definitely, it was only because those sticks were amazing on that controller. So one of my favorite controllers, um, the 360 one. Um, yeah. And yeah, I bought it for that. And then I think, because I was looking at this when I was doing the ripping of my like PS2, PS3 games, and I looked at all the Xbox 360 games I have, and all of them are like you know like sports games or like sport adjacent um, stuff. Um, I think the only game I might have, and um, I wish I would have looked this over before um, we started this, was I had Lost Odyssey, um, the not the wink wink, not a Final Fantasy game um on on the 360 um and yeah so my 360 was i was probably the weird one in this group and that mine was completely a sports a sports box all of my games that i played any kind of story games and stuff were all playstation games um at, at this point um so yeah that was it was i will say i know we're supposed to be saying games here but I 100% think the reason I bought a 360 was the controller. I think I played it at like a GameStop test thing, loved it, and was like, I just got to play games on that. Um, so, um, yeah, did Jen, 360 mm-hmm. for you? Did we go through? Or Yep, I had a 360. Okay. Um, this was technically another one that my parents got for my brother as a Christmas gift. But they also, at the same time, gifted me some DDR mats. Oh. So they knew at that point that it was also for me, kind of. <laughs> um so again he was like you mark he played a lot of the sports games and like tony hawk and you know even the racing games um but if it was solely up to me the reason for buying this console it would have been a three-way tie between ddr halo and call of duty because at that point i was really into the fps games um and then of course dance dance revolution was i think i technically I'm trying to remember if it came out for Xbox or if it was Xbox 360. It might have been the 360 when I first got DDR games. I can't remember, but that's when I was super, super into it. it was for the 360 at least. So I first got DDR for the PS2. Okay. So see another reason Probably. I could have wanted a PS2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The there's a reason why when we could discuss this. You know, um, like we have three different like games and genres is the reason why we got a 360. Um, it's why that is probably one of the, you know, more 
more uh, broadly popular systems um, of any of them that came out was because for some reason they hit on so many genres um, in there and gave you a reason. Um, I was even, and um, I don't know if all of you, I think Tom might have been with this too. Um, I was an idiot that bought a Kinect for the 360. I did uh, not. Okay, I did. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't have so, one either. So I, <laughs> yep. So I played Dance Central a lot, despite not being a very good dancer. <laughs> Nice. Um, and, and connect adventure came with it, which was actually a fun, but trying to find the space to play was the problem. Um, no, I made the, the connect mistake in the next, the next round. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, before we move on, um, my fun story with that, um, is literally having to rearrange my living room, in my house, um, or well, my grandmother's house, not my house at the time, um, to be able to play that at all. Like there was no, I tried to do the Nike fitness thing in my bedroom. And I literally had to stand up against the wall for the Kinect to see me. So I couldn't do any of the exercises for it because it could never read me um, on there. Um, yeah. So before we move on to the next section, because this one sort of, um, you know, we'll, we'll do this whole uh, hardware companies line that comes out during this time. Um, so we'll move on to Nintendo here um, because at this point you get the DS comes out and is probably the longest running continuous system um, in terms of going from DS to 3DS. Um, and then along with the Wii comes out at this time. Um, did we all have all those systems um, at I did some not, point? I did not have a DS I or did. 3DS until yeah. I did. Th I bought a 3DS much later. Yeah. So yeah, I'll let, I'll let Jen go. Yeah. What so was your, starting what was your... with the DS. Yeah, um... just go your yeah through your DD, your DS. Okay, so technically Pokemon was the reason that I wanted a DS. Um, my sister, so my brother, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, my brother, my sister, and I all got our own DSs because I think my parents were like, there's no way they're going to share this and be civilized. Um, so we all got our own DSs. My sister got Nintendogs for hers and Aww. then some like fashion stuff. Nintendogs would have been my second reason for wanting the DS. <laughs> I was like, Pokemon first, but also Nintendogs. Yeah. So. Yeah, so and it, just talking about this completely glossed over. Um, I did not have a GBA. Um, I didn't either. Yeah, are we all in agreement I, there? I, Tom? Didn't have a G, I didn't have a GBA either. Time. Okay, I was just I was like, because neither of you jumped in and was like, hey, we, we skipped one. Uh, yeah, DMG all the way, baby. But, but I could, <laughs> I didn't even I, have a pocket, I didn't have a color. I just had a color, no pocket, just the OG. Yeah, yeah, the uh. Yeah, because I could hear the audience in the back of my head is why I jumped back, just to make sure. Um, yeah, I think I got... The fun part is I got a DS later, so I'm not going to make that part of this um, uh, for me. Um, because when I got a DS later, I basically got the leftover from my young youngest cousin, who's like 16 years my junior, um, because he was done with it. And then I got it and found out that you could put uh, GBA games in there. Um, and then I instantly found out that they made a link to the past for GBA and bought that cartridge. And that was the only, D that was the only, I had a only Game Boy Advance game I had. And the only game I played on my DS <laughs> was, was Link to the past. Nice. Um, so we won't even say I bought it for that, but, um, I did buy a 3DS for a link between worlds and I had the special edition 3DS that is, you know, Zelda designs all over it. Um, that was the, I bought the 3DS with that game included 
like people would buy the uh, like the OLED for Tears of the Kingdom coming out. Um, and I only got two other games for my 3DS. I got the um, I got Ocarina, um, and I got the uh, Super Mario 64 one for it. Um, and then everything else was purchased on the um, you know the the retro store, you know the the eShop mm-hmm. um, was everything else I had on there. Um, so um, did you guys? upgrade to the 3ds for any reason or i know this that's why i'm doing this all together because this is just a weird like 15 years here for i I think i got a a 3ds for mario kart 7 yes just 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 to play into that people like mario kart thing yeah i'm pretty sure that's why i bought a 3ds the fun thing about that tom is that is probably the only mario kart that's really tough to play multiplayer Uh, is it though it, it, I mean, you possibly could go online or something, but it's like everything else was like. I'm pretty sure you could like link, link up to like eight people. Yeah, but you would need to find eight people that had 3ds's to to do well, it. At the time it was very simple. It was yeah. very easy, and only one person had to have the game. Yeah, everybody yeah. else could just be like a yeah. Uh, yeah. random character. It, that's the only thing. It, yeah. it would make you be like a. I forget yeah. what it was. It wouldn't let you pick a character, but you could pl- still play. And yeah, no, my my joke was being that you know every other iteration up to that point for you only needed one console, like you didn't need to you know provide other people to have it. But um, yeah, I can absolutely see. Um, did how were the 3D effects on that? Do you remember the original 3DS? Not good. No, no, for for Mario Kart Seven. I mean, it was fine. There weren't, there wasn't anything coming out of the screen at you or anything, but um, the original 3DS, I pretty much left the 3D off all the time. Yeah. It it hurt my head. I did the, the new, same thing. The, the new 3DS is a lot better, but the yeah. old one, I would just, I just turned it, I would just turn 3D off immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, a link between worlds required it and was spectacular for it. So I played with the 3D on all the time with that. But I do remember not playing long sessions um, of it. Uh, but yeah, the that whole handheld market, I there are some people that were all in and just handheld people only during that period. I know a bunch of people like that. Um, and then there were people that just, for some reason, you know, first job, paycheck, you know, would buy it for just one game or two games, as we've discussed, you know, and didn't really dive into... Like, there are people obsessed with the GBA games. Like, we are obsessed with, you know, Xbox 360 or, you know, Nintendo and stuff like that. Or, or NES games, I should say. So, um, yeah, if anybody was a more of a handheld gamer, that um be fun to discuss. Um, so, um, I did not have a Wii when it first came out. I bought it on a Black Friday sale for $50, um, way at the end, um, like, after Wii U came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only thing I got for it was the um, I got games later, but the reason I got it was because it was a $50 bundle that came with the new Super Mario Brothers Wii on it. So, again, Mario was the reason I purchased it. Um, I didn't have Wii Sports. I had to buy that at at Funko Land GameStop (laughs) um, afterwards. Um, But yeah, yeah. Were you guys early Wii adopters, late Wii adopters? Well, if if you remember... It was very difficult to get a Wii. So once we finally got a Wii, it was we only got the we got it for Wii Sports. That's why mm-hmm. that's why you got a Wii with sports. 
Yeah, same. We didn't get it. Um, I forget when in the year it dropped. Um, I don't remember if we waited a full year or if it was like halfway through the year. It was a Christmas gift. So the Wii was a console. That was another gift from my parents. But um, it was for the entire family this time and not just for my brother or like just for me. Um, And I can't remember when exactly the Wii first dropped, but we got it as a Christmas gift. Um, Same. And we all would have agreed on this anyway, but my parents specifically bought it for Wii Sports as well. So it was like a big family game night type thing. And I think the Wii is the first console that my parents were actually like fully on board for because they they knew my brother and, and I really wanted the Xbox and the 360, but they weren't like, you know, they weren't involved in it at all. The Wii was the first console where it was like, oh, video games are fun. <laughs> like we're actually agreeing with you now. So... <laughs> I do really feel like I missed out by yeah. not not getting it as a family Christmas present. But at that point, by the time the Wii came out, it was just me and my grandma, mm-hmm. you know, in our house. And she could, she, I'll give her this. She would watch me play video games if I had to play in the living room or yeah. if we went anywhere. Like she didn't, like, she wasn't one of those people that was like, you know, take this off. I want to watch TV or anything <laughs> like that. She would sit and watch, um, you know, so I probably could have convinced her, but. Yeah, she watched me play the first fun story, Tangent, as we do on the show. She watched me play the first three missions of L.A. Noir, mm-hmm. And I was terrible at driving through the L.A. River thing, you know, where they do like drag races and stuff in old movies. And I was really bad. And, and she's like, she just says from the couch, you're absolutely awful at this. <laughs> where are you going? Aw. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting heckled by my grandmother. That's great. The first, the first Twitch heckler in yep. my life, uh, <laughs> my grandmother. But yeah, That's she got funny. into it for the you know data I played in front of her because she loves those old movies that that's sort of based off of the mm-hmm. you know the war detective stuff. That's so funny. yeah, at that point, like I wasn't going to buy a Wii for myself to sit in my to be honest, um, and not play with anyone because at the time I only knew like Wii Sports is great. You play it with families, right? You know, yeah. It wasn't until. You know, later when I was like, oh, this this Mario game is pretty good for it, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that was definitely a thing. I, one of the f- more recent times I missed the boat on um, early and, and don't regret it a lot, but I do wish I was there. Um, sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, uh, if, if we're all done with the Wii, I guess we'll move on to, we'll start with PlayStation. Um uh, for PlayStation 3, and then we'll we'll circle back to Xbox One. Um, because I, I, I know I've said this multiple times, but, um, you know, this one was the final time I ever made a deal with other systems. This last one I did not purchase myself. She yells at me every year because she's like, I want to buy you one Christmas present. Tell me what you want, you know, as long as it's not anything exuberant. Um, you know, um, like, go, I can't go get me a car. Um, <laughs> you know, she's like, just tell me. She's like, I'm not going to buy you a bunch of little things and stuff. I just want one big thing you really want. So I said to her, I was like, all right, give me a PS3. This was like a couple years after it came out. So it wasn't like 600 bucks. Um, this was like revision two. So it's probably like three or four. I was like, just get me that. Get me Metal Gear Solid 4. And I won't have to get any other games for this. I'll be good. I'll rent them. I won't buy any games. That's the deal. 
yeah, it would just be just be rentals. You know, they have the blockbusters right down the street from us now. I can just go there and rent games. Um, that was ill fated. Um, you know, I can I can do that. But yes, the only reason I have a PlayStation Three is because I made a somewhat weird deal with my mother to get because I really, really play Metal Gear Solid Four, um, and immediately played through probably half the game the first night I had it on Christmas. Um, which, if you've played that game, you know that is a long time. Um, but yeah, so my PS3 came late. I did not have a fat PS3. Mine was not backwards compatible with the PS2. Um, but it is a specific reason that I do own that system. Um, and uh, uh, Tom, uh, PS3 for you? Yeah, I have you beat. I had a super slim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a super slim and I bought it for I'll give you one gift. Uh Gran Turismo five. No, close, but <laughs> Kingdom Hearts remix one point five. Oh, that's right. That came out at that time. <laughs> I was trying to think. I'm like, Kingdom Hearts three was a PS4 game. Well, yeah, I rebought every that. game. So, <laughs> so yeah. Oh, you're like me with FF ten, where I own it on five different Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. And it's I not own... even my favorite Final Fantasy. It is the most I own Kingdom Hearts 1 on four systems at this point. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so bad. You know, Square. Square and Nintendo are the two people that can get me to buy games multiple times for, for no reason whatsoever. Um, did um, Yeah, so we both enjoyed the good PS3 then. <laughs> I want to call it that. Yeah, sure. And not the fat one. Um, no, I had, I not only did I not, I didn't have this. I didn't have the slim either. I had this, the, the one that didn't have like a um a slot loading drive it's the you push the button and it shoots the drawer all over to the side oh that one okay yeah. <laughs> i had i had the one that was like still a button like not an even an indent button like sort of a touch button um to open and it had the slot but it was the, it was the thinner version of the it's probably the second model is one i had um yeah because for those of you that didn't have a PlayStation 3 out there um, either you're a little younger or just skip this generation. That first PS2, while great because it was backwards compatible with the PS2, um, had basically no storage on it. No, like zero, zero storage. <laughs> and you had to, which was a problem for Metal Gear Solid 4, because you literally had to load the game on the system. Like there's a 20 minute loading screen or something like that. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it's a long time. And you literally sit there and watch Snake smoke a cigar um, while it loads. Um, and that became a problem for probably one of the reasons they did a new skew was because of that game um, and the storage. But yeah, yeah, PS3 is a weird animal um, in that you either have the people that love the fat one and they just added the storage, like basically did their own um, like we do with our computers like manual taking out hard drives and figuring out that shit um, with that system and just love it for the backwards compatibility or you get the ones that go, no, just get the one that came out like right before the PS4. Perfectly fine. You know, you don't have to worry about any of that bullshit. Um, yeah. So uh, one question um, I just thought up before we move on and we'll be real quick here at the end. It's a lot of fun, but going a little bit um, long here, but as we tend to do, um, <laughs> How many uh, how many Xbox 360s did you have? At least four. <laughs> uh, 
I think we had three. <laughs> uh, that that is the question that you can ask and know at what point someone owned a 360. Yeah. <laughs> because um I had three. Um and only only the second one was because it broke. The other one was because I was starting to see signs that the second one was breaking. And I just bought the like arcade, you know, black one, you know, that came out just to have it, um, you know, without without much storage on it. Um, so, the, so I had the white one and the black one. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if, if you had if you somehow survived through that whole generation with one Xbox 360, um, you're either yeah, lying. You didn't, you didn't play it. <laughs> yeah, you're either lying or um, you you're some kind of wizard that stopped it from happening um, or you actually knew how to take care of, you know, a, a system like uh, don't overplay it, you know, only play for like a couple hours a day, you know, don't don't marathon 14 hour game sessions um, in a very un uh, in, a, in an area not well, you know, um, you know, ventilate it. Rather 360, the best and worst of times yeah. in terms of console <laughs> learning. Um, yeah, so uh, moving on. Um, I think Tom was the only one to have a Wii U, correct? Yeah, I did not. Yeah. yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and you just got it to get it, or did you get it for, like, Mostly Mario Maker or something? Get it. Mostly got it to get it. Um, New Super Mario Brothers U was a big deal, and I bought the one that came with Wind Waker. Okay. So that was that was a plus also. Um but yeah, it was mostly those two games. Yeah. I there the Wii U did not get a lot of playtime. <laughs> not anywhere. We gotta we gotta be quiet. Um, you know, we, we uh Reggie Fiomis may show up. <laughs> kick us kick us in the dick. Kick our ass. Why don't you buy a Wii U? Um Because you didn't release Mother Three, Reggie. That's <laughs> Reg- why. Mother three. Um yeah, so you know that that thing can skip over. Um, my real fun thing for PS4 is I actually I bought that. That was a mid. That was the last midnight launch. Bought at midnight, um, and the game that I wanted because I needed to have it at launch um, was I bought um, Assassin's Creed 4, which is actually a pretty good game um, on there. Um, but the fun thing. The game I originally pre-ordered, but it got delayed, and they allowed me to switch my pre-order to another game, which ended up being FIFA 10, um, or FIFA 13, whatever whatever the FIFA was um, for that year, um, was uh, I had pre-ordered The Order 1886 <laughs> for that. And then originally went, okay, if, if The Order's not there, is there... Is there any way I can get Watch Dogs? No, that got delayed too. Uh, I really need, and that started my obsession with worrying about video game news. <laughs> Literally, that is the moment I can pinpoint where I started reading a lot of, you know, GameStop, IGN, or GameSpot, IGN, One Up, Game Informer again. I'm like, I'm not having this happen. I'm know when these games are coming out <laughs> now, so I don't have to settle for FIFA 14. Um, which is a good game, perfectly fine game. Um, but yeah, I played Assassin's Creed 4, and the game that is still installed on my system and made it over to my PS5 and has been installed since day one, Rezogun. Excellent I played game. a lot of Rezogun, and that game kicks fucking ass. 
Um, <laughs> and it was probably the game I played the most um, up until, you know, games started coming out that I wanted. Um, so any PS4 memories for you guys? Uh, I can tell you how far into PS4 it was that I bought mine. Just by the, what game I was buying it for, uh, I I bought it for Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh wow! <laughs> That's when I got a PS4 uh, because it came with Red Dead Redemption Two. That's yeah. why I got it. So you were you were on Xbox team at that point. I was. I I've, I've been team Xbox even through the thick and thin. Uh, the the only the only time I bought a PlayStation before an Xbox was this generation. Yeah, was, yeah, I was Team Xbox too most of my life. The Xbox um, One burned a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the fun thing I forgot to mention. The reason I pre-ordered it for PS4 was because of that E3 press conference, long every <laughs> when they did the handshake of handing off the game hmm. between Shuhei Yoshida and I think it's Adam Boys at the time was at PlayStation. You, you must have fucking loved that. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> I was I, I immediately I went to GameStop the next day and pre-ordered my PS4 because of that whole press conference shenanigans. And I'm like, fuck you, Microsoft, making me have to DRM and be online all the time. I feel like a lot of people, I mean, we've talked about that before, how many people still think that that was even a thing yeah. that went forward after that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, PS4 Gen, what did you yes. eventually get it for? So this was the first console that Dan and I bought pretty much as a joint decision, like together Aww. as our console. I know, right? We're so adorable. Um, so I asked him before the podcast why he wanted it. Um, he really wanted it for God of War. And I really wanted it for Destiny. When we got Aww. it, Destiny was very popular. So I don't remember. I know we were late to the party because we both were Xbox people at the time. Well, he was also PlayStation technically, but I think we both were really into Xbox and we were going back and forth between the two consoles and we settled on the PS4. So, yeah. um, I mean, I was still really into Call of Duty as well. So I played a lot of Call of Duty, but Destiny was like the one game where I was like, yeah, we can get it and play Destiny. <laughs> so that, that really drew me into the, the PS4. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like as much as I loved and played a lot of games, um, for me personally, um, the PS4 was where I really got into gaming, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, because at that point I had a full time job making a lot more money than I ever made in my life, mm -hmm. you know, and was able to just, if I saw a game in a magazine ad, you know, just purchasing it at my next paycheck or something like that, right. you know, um, you know, didn't have to wait or any of that. So, you know, and, you know, that's why I ended up with. That was another one where I was like, you know what? I can just rent games. Like I had Gamefly. It'll perfectly work fine. Yeah. Um, again, another brilliant decision by Mark. Um, <laughs> I think I had Gamefly for a hot second, too. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I can rent games. And, you know, so um, that, that went out the window. And I have four games. Um, more than I probably should. And that includes digital and, 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 the, and the disc. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. P PS4 was a. I miss midnight launches. Um, you know, that's why I wish the PS5 was was better about it. Um, going on, but um, yeah. So I'll let you guys start on Xbox One um, because uh, my story has nothing to do with the game. So I'll go last. Uh, I bought an Xbox One. I pre-ordered it. Uh, so I have a day one controller that I 
basically never used because as soon as I got it, I was like, I can't use this. It might be worth something someday. <laughs> that was, that's like the only time I've ever done that where I was did like, you, yeah, I can't, I can't use this. Did you put it next to your beanie babies? <laughs> uh, all two that I owned when I was a kid. <laughs> uh but yeah i got it i got assassin's creed black flag that was that was the game that i was like well, it's not only that it was probably the best assassin's creed i had played at that time also um yeah. it's it's my second favorite it's 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 a, yeah it's probably my second favorite too first or second it's up there I, it's hard to make a decision yeah i love two. i played i literally played more two than i needed to and bought all like I basically spent all the money you could spend in that town to make your little hideout upgrade yeah. it. Um, yeah. Bought all the paintings and all the stuff you could buy for it. I got obsessed with doing that stuff in two. So that's my number one. But Black Flag, I only got it because of, oh, I hear that I played. I'm like, this is a really good game. The ship combat. Yeah, the ship combat was pretty awesome. That's and not only that, this was at the time when there that you had a second screen experience. Oh yeah. So, there was a there was like a downloadable game you could play for Black Flag. You could like send your ships out to yeah um to to go on missions while you were at work or doing something else. And it was it it kept you it kept it definitely did what it was supposed to do. It kept you ingrained and wanting to play more. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag and then Destiny once that came out. Yeah, and real fast before we go to Jen with um, second screen experience, um, I tried to use the second screen experience for Fallout Four. Oh, um, it was brutal! It was it so was hard, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was not easy. Oh, second screen was so bad of an idea. I'm so um, glad it never took off. So bad. All right, Jen, did you have an Xbox One? And nope, what? nope. Okay. I do not have any new Xboxes past the 360. Probably made a wise choice there. Um, <laughs> Not only that, it, I had I pre-ordered it, so I had to have the Connect also. So, oh uh, yeah, that, I didn't get that. I had I had the full blown. I need to talk talk to this thing to turn it on and everything else. So yeah. Did yeah, you ever have anyone in a, a multiplayer game where they said Xbox turn off? Sorry for our listeners if you're listening to us out loud <laughs> and that affected you. <laughs> connect attached. Then that's on you. Just kidding. <laughs> Yeah. No, and, nobody ever did that. Uh, I had people, I had like podcasts try to do it before, but it yeah. never worked for whatever yeah. reason. <laughs> like Xbox, McDonald's. No, it didn't work. Okay. Nope. <laughs> that was one of the um, things they were saying with Connect that you could order like food, like pizza. Oh, and thank food. God I didn't have an Xbox. We all know what they, I would have been doing. <laughs> they never integrated any of that no, stuff. No, oh, that was all. Oh, okay. That was, that was all, all the E3 the, press conference. All the E3 stuff that they showed for the Connect <laughs> never happened. Because See, that would have sold it for me. I would have been the one person that would have went out because it was connected to the internet. And, and the best part, if I remember correctly, and I could be remembering, I think you literally had to like put your hands up in the air, and when you said it for it to go to the screen, <laughs> McDonald's no, dance. It just, yeah. it would just. <laughs> Yeah, I would just do it. Yeah, they, it was. You didn't need to do your hands with the with the, the, nice, the direction said. Yeah, put your hands the, up. The nicest thing about the Connect was I could control my TV with it. That was the only reason that I that I really ever used it. Like I never yeah. used the Connect in a in a game. Yeah, I I would tell the Connect to turn the TV on, and this was at the time when I still had cable, so I had the cable box running into the Xbox. Yeah, so I could tell it to watch TV. 
and I could tell it to change the channel. That was nice. Yeah. But other than that, never used it. Didn't use it for anything. I think I may have tried to use it for like a Tiger Woods game to map your face. Yeah. That may, I think that was probably. Yeah. Yeah. So my story was uh, literally another spur of the moment thing. Um, I had literally seen an ad at, at GameStop for if you bring your Xbox 360 in, we'll give you $250 towards an Xbox One. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. a hell of a deal. Yeah, Damn. it was like, yeah, it was like, you know, limited time. Like it was like a weekend or something like that. Um, and I caught it. And so I brought it in. Um, this is where my Kinect story from back comes in. So I get it in and I hand him all my stuff and he picks up the Kinect. He's like, this too? And I'm, I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And he goes, all right. And he just throws it into a box behind him. <laughs> that tells you how little people cared about the Xbox 360 Connect. They didn't not yeah. give a shit. Yeah, it, yeah, they gave stuff up. So, and the fun part was, um, I got it for the same amount of money, um, just because I, I guess GameStop has a rule that if they promise you something and they don't have it, whatever they have, they have to give to you. I don't know how I pulled this off. I'm not saying I'm some kind of haggling wizard um, or anything. So I did all this, turned it in. He goes to the back and he comes out and he goes, uh, it looks like the only Xbox One I have is the one that comes with the Master Chief Collection. Do you want that one? I'm like, sure. Were you like, stay calm, stay calm. Yeah, I was, stay I was like, calm. same price? And he was like, yeah, it has to be. He's like, or else we can't take the system. And I'm like, sure. Yeah, give it to me. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I, I got the uh, Master Chief Collection version of um, the Xbox One. I did not go for any game. It was literally because this deal occurred. Um, I mean, I if that was if I had found yeah. that deal, I probably would have done it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's like a leftover Black Friday or something. I forget what it was, but I literally just saw it when I was out. Again, that just... tells you how little they were selling those those yeah, uh, yeah. Xbox yeah. ones and how how much they really wanted the 360s because they yeah. probably were still selling tons of 360s. 360, yeah, right. Yeah, that's exactly why it happened. You know, so it was it was the it was the it was the fall after uh, Xbox One came out. So they probably had like a whole bunch of stock, you know, and people were still buying 360 stuff. So they, as you guys said, they're like, hey, bring us your 360s. We know we'll get more money for those and we'll get rid of this extra stock that we just have laying around. Um, so I didn't get to connect because um, that was not part of the bundle. Um, if you you could either get a connect bundle or a game bundle, I think they were doing time and luckily they only had the game bundle left for me. um so that's why i got my xbox one um and just to round it out um i think me and tom had the same story here um we both got ps5s for final fantasy integrate and intermission um yes. and we both used youtube tricks <laughs> on how to beat the system whenever they would become available um and that's the fun part about that um and we've talked plenty about that game i don't think we need to go into it but yeah we have it's just to say all the time we have the same exact story it's literally we looked at the date saw it was a playstation 5 exclusive and was like all right we got to figure out how to fucking get this system yep that's like, exactly yeah. the, as soon as i saw the release that i was like all right well i have that long to get to get this dumb thing yeah and and my little final tiny story with that is i literally bought it and then got a call from my uh debit card company and you're like, did you, did you, did you buy something for five hundred dollars? Yes, yes, ma'am. Okay, yes, just, did. just checking. 
Like it was like immediate. I hit the button and then the, the, the not immediate, it's probably like a minute, but the phone rang immediately. I'm like, hey, is this a scam? <laughs> hey, I was like, I was like, first, I was like, when I called, I was like, first off, thank you. I know that my scam alert works now. Yeah. Um, how, did but, we, how did we miss the switch? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Uh, yeah, we should. I talk think I. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you guys. Um, I got it for Breath of the Wild, obviously, and for a while it was the only thing I had for it. And then I started realizing, you know, I for some reason just started collecting Switch games. Um, like I walked in, it was like buy two get one free Switch game. So I was like, oh sure, I'll get Mario Mario Party and Smash Brothers. I barely play those games, if ever. <laughs> But that's how I started collecting games. Um, I think the only two games I was really excited to get for it um, was Breath of the Wild and Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, um, as I as I look at the uh, desktop background here that I rotate in, that is is, is my is my waifu Edelgard. The, the, <laughs> the reason I say that is because I had a similar experience when I tried to buy a Switch. Okay, like my credit card company was like, "No, nah, nah, that's a total scam. We're not doing that." <laughs> <laughs> because i i bought a switch because they at the time switches were hard to get of course yeah. because every nintendo system is and i bought a switch and it had to come with two games so i got breath of the wild and uh mario kart 8 yeah i think everybody that did, had that deal picked those two games yeah and i bought it for mario kart let's I, again honest, Mark, yeah. just to hammer it home People it's like just, Mario Kart. <laughs> it's not. It's not weird that people like that game. I just never thought of it being the juggernaut that it is. Oh, it's a, like it's sales absolutely, wise. It's absolutely a juggernaut. Jen, how about you? So I was dying for a Switch um, because I really wanted to play Animal Crossing on it. Oh yeah. Um, and I knew Breath of the Wild was coming out, and I really wanted to play that too. Um, that was. I remember you guys had the Switch, and I would always joke around that I had FOMO. That I really wanted the switch, and we would all. This was like back at the beginning of our podcast. Actually, we would make jokes like "Dan, go get a switch," or like "Oh darn, I guess I'm gonna have to go get make Dan get me a switch now." And he was secretly planning with you guys at one point to get it for me for Christmas, and yeah. he did. Yeah. It was um, very difficult to keep that a secret. Yeah, <laughs> I remember you saying that. But interestingly enough, the first game I played on the switch was Gris, which oh yeah, I think was. In our like when we first did our um our end of year rankings on our you know our first year on the podcast, Gris made one of my categories that we were doing for that year because that game blew my mind. Like it was so good. So funny how I bought it for two different things and I wound up playing it for something else initially. But I love my Switch. I still play it. I just got back into Animal Crossing, which I forgot to mention earlier. Um, but yeah, still going strong, and I can't wait for the new uh, Zelda game to come out. I'm beyond excited for that. But yeah, I literally, I got it for, for Breath of the Wild. Like, I held out for a little bit, um, you know, uh, you know, bills and all that stuff mm -hmm. uh, at the time. And then finally, when I was able to get it, I was so, so excited. Um, and just like I did with uh, um, when I got Metal Gear Solid 4, I played way too much of Breath of the Wild the first night I got it. Um, so yeah, yeah. I don't know why I forgot the Switch. That was... That system's so good. I wish I played it more. Every time I look at it, I'm like, I should play you more. You know, and then I don't end up doing 
Or I end up picking up. I'm going to play you more, and I pick it up, and then I decide to play Side Pocket for four hours instead of <laughs> instead of any instead of any of the actual good games. Um, next, I'm going to just play the Firefighter Simulator. That's um, uh, that that's a, that's an actual Super Nintendo game, by the way. Um, that's real bad. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think that covers it, right? We unless if anybody had a Vita, like for. No. Yeah, I never have a Vita or a PSP. Yeah, no. I, I only got a PSP real late because I was going on a road trip and I wanted to play through Resident Evil 2 on it. Nice. During the road trip. Um, and that's all. I, I literally, I didn't get any PSP games. I just got, Resi- I got um, uh, uh, Resident Evil 2 and Final Fantasy 7 were the two games I had on there um, to play. Because I think Final Fantasy 7 ended up being like a dollar at some point um, when the... You know when the classics first started showing up on on the uh, on the PS3, um, so I had that then. But yeah, yeah, none of us probably had a go or any of those crazy things. Um, did outside of my R type before we close this topic, was there any other weird side system? Did you guys have any of those or any like weird um, outside of the DDR mats because those are not weird. Uh, any like side accessories i can't think of anything i mean ddr like i said ddr mats were the only things i had i can't think of anything weird that Uh, i had we had a leapfrog console if you (laughs) want to call it a console (laughs) (laughs) i'm talking about i've been messing up for the past four years that was probably our first family console (laughs) and i again console with air quotes (laughs) Once you said like obscure things, like wait a second. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like the um, the final thing that comes to mind for me is um, for Christmas once we got the Wii, um, or I got the Wii for Black Friday. My grandmother on Christmas found I think it was on QVC or something stupid. Um, when I because I got Wii Sports as well, like I bought it during December. They had a sale where they were selling things that you could put your Wii remote in and it would look like whatever oh, game yeah. you were playing. Looks like a golf club. Or uh, looks like or, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I had yeah. that. <laughs> the, yep. the bowling ball one was the weirdest one. <laughs> I never well, saw yeah, that. Like flying <laughs> off your hand. No, no, no. It was like it was like a ball cut in half and you put the oh. the the thing on the top and you would still hold the Wii mode as you would hold the Wii mode, but there'd be like a nub. That was supposed to be a bowling ball in the bottom. That's just asking. Yeah, it wasn't very (laughs) safe, but they were like, bowling's popular on there. We have to do something. Uh, But yeah, it was a tennis racket, a golf club, a Mm -hmm. baseball bat, and a a bowling ball. Um, Very cheap plastic. Like I said, probably bought on QVC or something. Um, But yeah, that was my last weird thing. Okay. Um, All right. So we'll move on to our retro roulette. Um, Tom, we'll start with you. Super Metroid. Man, what a game. Uh, just to start off, I don't know why this is the first time I'm playing Super Metroid. It's so good. Yeah. It controls really well. It's pretty intuitive. Um, it tells you how to do things in the game. It's way ahead of its time with stuff like that. Um, but yeah, man, I can't say enough good things about Super Metroid. Especially coming from the fact that we played Metroid. This is such a such a step up from the original Metroid. It's not even funny. Uh, great music, great gra- the graphics are incredible on this game, um, and th- the whole 
being able to up, upgrade and backtrack. It's just something you didn't see it, it during the 90s. And uh, obviously, everybody stole the ideas. <laughs> and that's why we have Metroidvanias today. Yep. You can see where the genius started. Yeah, so um, Jen, mm-hmm. um, we'll go to you. Um, since I streamed it and my thoughts will be kind of short here. Yeah, um, I am in total agreement with you, Tom. I absolutely love this game. Um, the music is so good. Uh, I and Dan does the same thing. We like cue it up in the car sometimes and just listen to the Metroid soundtrack from this game. It's just so it's so creepy, but really catchy and really, really well done. Um, like you said, the graphics are great. I love the fact that compared to the other one, you know, like you have the map, you don't have to draw out your own map. Um, you can backtrack. It's to me, it wasn't even confusing because you had the map there. It wasn't even confusing to remember like, okay, I reached an area where I can't get past right now and I'll get back to it when I can. And they didn't make it hard to backtrack most of the time. And there was the puzzle element of, you know, if I feel like I'm stuck in this one area, I'm going to drop a bunch of bombs and see if there's a secret passage. And that was fun too, figuring out how to get unstuck from an area. Um, I think the bosses were obviously challenging, but they all had their own patterns that if you were patient enough, you could figure out how to how to beat them. Um, this time around, I got all the way up to the I can't remember if it's the third or fourth boss, the monster that shoots stuff out of its belly button at you. Oh, OK, like really gross, gigantic fat one. Um, but I had I had so much fun. It was, I was texting Dan because this is his favorite metroid game probably everyone's favorite but um i would text him every time i unlock something because he he wasn't down here watching me at all or anything because he probably would have been like backseat gaming from like you know because he wanted to help but i wanted to do this on my own um i think picked up the controls really quickly like there was nothing about this where i was like struggling at all it was a lot of fun um i got through it fairly easily and um I really enjoyed playing this. This this is definitely uh, a favorite for me, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Super Metroid's great. Um, yeah. it, uh, the fun part is that it, it, it actually has runs on basically the same code as Link to the Past, um, <laughs> which is why you can have the, you know, randomizer that mixes the two games together. Um, so when you go into a cave, you could end up in Super Metroid. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's called uh, SMZ3 um is the is the combo rom um so there's speed runs going beating both games uh, and randomizers but yeah that that's the one part and it's the same thing that only to the past does as you said it's very intuitive to pick up um yeah the only thing i had to do i played for a little bit before stream just to remember the controls um you know it you know remembering because you have to get in your head um, when you're playing Xbox and then go to Nintendo, that's sort of the um, the uh, what's called the um, Y and X and B and A are different. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just have to sort of sort of figure that out. And um, the once I figured that, it, I was fine. You know, I just had to remember some simple things like um, how many bombs to open a door, your or how many rockets to open the door. You know, and, and yeah. which which rockets did what, and just had to sort of remember that stuff. Um, 
I got I got about midway through the game, um, playing through uh, on my second run through, because until we talked uh, pre-stream um, about this, um, I thought I had salt locked myself by getting into an area I shouldn't have been in. But apparently there was a way out of that area. Um, yeah. But I started over and avoided that area. Um, I don't even think I got back there. Um, so maybe I was less than halfway. Um, but I didn't even go over there um, at any point. But um, yeah, yeah, the game the game is perfect um, in yeah. the sense that um, you can pick it up and play forever. Um, because the graphics are spot on. Uh, the enemy placement the power-ups and how you get them and you know um you can do being able to change samus's gun um to the different types of guns let you know like you can have a different play style than someone else yeah um with it um you know and just the the whole metroidvania thing as you be going back for things um yeah, after finding that. it yeah because i literally almost back to back um when i was a kid i beat this game and then I beat um, Symphony of the Night on one PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm assuming it's because you get the nice mix into being like the Metroidvania, like those type of games. Um, so it was easy to go from one to the other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really find many flaws with this game at all. It's always a top 10 of all time for me, um, objectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, yeah, I, I don't know... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what, what else really to say about it. Um, you saw how good it was on the stream, even as terrible as I am at platforming. It doesn't get that frustrating. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, as they say, that's all that I have to say about that. Um, <laughs> God, I could have done a Gen A joke, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just realized that. I'm like, nope, not going to go there. Um, <laughs> so, Jen, uh, yes. what, what, what is your ranking for this game? So. Like we just said, this game is a masterpiece. There's very little things wrong. I think like the most frustrating or like negative thing I could think of is that I'm not a super huge fan of um, what is it? The I can't think of the word. The blah, 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 the charge cannon or whatever she has. Yeah. Yeah. I forget what it's called exactly. It just takes too long to shoot. But that's literally like the only thing that I didn't fully yeah, the char- enjoy. The, the charge beam is, is charge beam. Thank you. Yeah. It, it, as soon as you get either the wave or the. Fr- you basically yeah. cannot use that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also really appreciate how you can kind of cheese your way back to full health by like farming some of the enemies. So it just it's all all around just such a good game. Um, I would recommend it to everyone in the whole world. Uh, I'm gonna give it a five out of five. It is yeah. gaming perfection for me. Yep, and um, as a um, since uh, you did not hear his his sultry, Tom had to drop out. Um, uh, but he agrees with me and you. I think we all went five out of five across. Nice. Um, this is one of the games that, um, you know, I think everyone, if they like, if they like playing retro games, I always get in trouble for putting caveats on this stuff. Um, but if you like retro games, this needs to be a game you play. Yeah. Like, absolutely. You have to play this. Um, The only reason you wouldn't like this game going back on in it with no nostalgia for it um, is essentially if you don't like how older games can, um, you know, in terms of, you know, um, having just the just the uh, D-pad and not a thumbstick, yeah. which you could probably, you know, with the help of Uncle Vim, 
you know, mod maybe a little bit to be able to do that. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, needing to use a D-pad, there's nothing else that this game does that should. It has a map system. You don't have to draw mm-hmm. maps anymore. Yep. Um, and it, it's the first that does the thing where it tells you where you've been. Um, so you know where to go. Uh, so yeah, five out of five across the board. Um, one of the, one of the best games we've ever played on here. Yeah. Uh, So let's spin the wheel. And well, it looks like, um, we landed on another game that (laughs) could be seen as, um, one of the best games of all time. Um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Nice. So, yeah, probably, um, I'm not, I haven't played many Tony Hawk games. Um, so I don't have any personal thing about saying this is like a perfection game like Super Metroid. Um, but from what I've heard from people that do play the game, this is probably usually their favorite. Um, yeah. Because it integrates all the different things that they've added to the game and, and does it to perfection. Um, you know, and so I think we're we're in for a treat. Um, I'm assuming I'm going to play this this evening. Um, so have fun watching me be absolutely terrible. <laughs> um, I'm going to see if Tom would be able to stream this. Um, just because he'll be much better than I in this game. And actually show it off, just kind of like Sled Store. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, so we'll check that out this evening. Um, yeah, like I said, still in flux with the um schedule for me streaming um as i said i've taken on a second job of video editor um of softball videos um <laughs> so i'm trying to pump those out for her um since we're you're getting to that point where she's getting the travel season so mm-hmm. um gotta be working on those but i know we'll at least be live um two nights every week because i will try and make at least one night of the other six days um and even if even if it's once a week because I fill in for Jen, um, either way, I think Wednesdays will be definitely streaming mm-hmm. here. Yep. Um, whether it's me or Jen. Um, and then I'm going to try and get one thing in. I already mentioned last podcast hiatus for Friday night fight um, because I have no time to practice um, uh, for bald bowl. And I don't want to just sit you down for an hour and a half and watch me text, look up <laughs> at a screen you know yeah it'd be completely boring for you guys so um until i start um doing that um no more of that um i'm brainstorming a couple new series to do once a week um i just want to find the right game to start it with um so that's not that's not a big tease um i make these plans all the time um and then they don't come to fruition because i can't really find the right game to do what i want to do with it mm. um but yeah i'm definitely planning on doing something um, that'll be a little more interactive people. Um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, that's about it. Um, Jen, do you want to plug uh, the channel uh, where we watch a lot of horror games? Sure. Um, so I currently stream over at my own channel as well at Roxy Foxy with, uh, it's basically R-O-X-I-I-F-O-X-I-I. I was just going to say with two eyes in each, but that wouldn't have helped anyone. <laughs> um but yes i play a lot of horror games um paranormal themed 
Dead by Daylight type asymmetrical horrors, all kinds of stuff. So if anyone's interested, you can find me over there Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday, usually around 9 p.m. Eastern time. And then as Mark mentioned, Wednesdays, um, I'm trying to get back into streaming on Game Vault as well. Whether it be horror or not, it probably will be. Um, you know, Mark, if you're looking forward to a game to get into, I would be glad to play Demonologist with you. <laughs> Just putting that I, out there. I will I will I will do a slight review thinking. Um, I was thinking of doing some kind of like um interactive mystery game sort of thing. Oh, cool. You know, I was thinking like Phoenix Wright or mm -hmm. any of those really FMB mystery games that have been released from like English studios, like we were the mm -hmm. con contradiction. Yeah. Um, you know, something similar to that, but not that one. Um, I might actually be able to stream that now. My computer was shit when I tried that before. Um, but yeah, that's what, that's the, the theme I'm thinking of. So now that I release it, if you guys know a game out there, you'd like me to start this series with, um, I, I would love suggestions, but you know, I think that's the thing where we can talk through a mystery together. Sort yeah. Of thing with that. Yeah. Um, rather you know so if we do that but yes i will join you on on wednesdays if, if if you know if if we don't keep pushing tc tam to wednesdays right, right. <laughs> nights um but yeah yeah so uh the whole reason you know if you love what you see on our channel on wednesdays as jen said you get it you get it three nights a week over in her channel um and her community is great um over there so you know kind of kind of synergy here a little mm -hmm, bit mm -hmm. and there's also this the bat dan channel if you want to, uh, <laughs> no, whatever at the bat is. dan underscore or underscore don't forget uh, underscore. that should be his that should be his <laughs> his slogan his slogan yeah, i'm at the bat just, dan uh, underscore don't forget the underscore yeah yeah it, it just reminds me of i found out the tagline for the barbie movie and it was like she's everything but he's ken oh. and i'm like that is great and <laughs> such a good tagline for a barbie movie um, but yeah, so join us there. Um, we're also, um, affiliates of Stone Age Gamer. Um, we have the affiliate link in, in, in the, uh, uh, description uh, of this podcast. It's in, on the Twitch channel and all that. Um, so feel free to, um, click there if you need any retro stuff. Um, they even have some newer stuff, um, mainly controller wise, but, um, yeah, feel free to, to do that. And, um, if you, um, haven't already, um, you know, use your Bezos bucks to either subscribe to us or Foxy. Um, let Jeff Bezos pay us so you <laughs> don't have to. There you go. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining me. Um, uh, we're getting a little loopy here at the end because it's an extra long podcast. Um, so thank you for joining us. If you made it all the way through the year, um, you are the true fans. Um, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.